These scams are coming out every single day. There's something new. The ability to have artificial intelligence mislead you when AI starts to realize that they can manipulate us to get its way and it's plugged into everything. How frightening would that be? And it's going to be able to manipulate us based on how well it knows us. Facebook knows when you have colon cancer before the doctor knows you have colon right. cancer. And so it's going to be able to manipulate us at scale once it's plugged into these algorithms. AI is interesting, but there's all these scams. Right. There's all, I mean, they're, they're prevalent. And the problem is if you have a short attention span, are you really going to do your due diligence on a fake AI short? I'll give you a perfect example. Just this past week or a couple of weeks ago, there was this deep fake. There were deep fakes that came out of Mr. Beast endorsing the iPhone 15 he said, Hey y'all, Mr. Beast here. If you want an iPhone for $2, click the link below. It wasn't Mr. Beast. Right. It was a deep fake. They put Mr. Beast face, Mr. Beast voice over someone saying this. And he goes to Twitter and he's like, y'all, that wasn't me. But the damage has been done. Right. Yeah. 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 It's everywhere by now. Like, yeah, like if it goes, well, if it's Mr. Beast and it's been up for even an hour or two, it's over. It's gotten hundreds of thousands of views. And they're so good with it. Like it was, this went super viral on TikTok, and it looked like Mr. Beast. It looked like his profile. They even put like a blue check mark at the end of the name. I don't know if you've seen that where they, it's like Mr. Beast with like a blue um, check mark emoji. So it's not really very. But you see the blue and you, you assume it's, yeah. Exactly. If you're not like trained to see that verification, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to catch. Not yeah. that many. It, oh, by the way, another deep fake that went, went huge is the, the Tom Hanks dental scam. But first, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Brokers are legally required to remove your information if you ask them, but they make it super hard to do it. You can try Aura free for two weeks using my link. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you can't see. It's really easy to set up, so you don't have to download several different apps to get things like parental controls, password management, identity theft insurance, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. Let Aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online so you can focus on other tasks with peace of mind. You can either let people continue to profit off of you and your private information, or you can go to Aura.com backslash Matt to start your two-week free trial, also linked in the description below. There was an advertisement for this dental plan that Tom Hanks, quote-unquote, had endorsed. They used deepfake technology to mimic his voice, to mimic his face, and all of a sudden, Tom Hanks shows up on your Instagram or TikTok profile saying, hey, buy my dental plan. I'm Tom Hanks. You can have great teeth like me. Do you remember the ones with Facebook where somebody would contact you? They would, they would create a, you know, obviously, they create a fake page. And then they add all of your friends and then they come and they contact you and say, listen, I'm out of the country. Like this happened to my mom, you know, a few times, like some friend of hers was out of the country. I'm in Budapest or what my wallet and passport were stolen. I need X amount of dollars. You know, can you send me a thousand dollars? I'll give it to you, you know, back as soon as I get back into the States and she's about to send him the money. Yeah. You know, because one at that point, this was 10, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, you know, she's in her, in her sixties at that point or seventies. So what happens now with AI? Like, just like Colby was saying, when that same person calls you up and yep. says, says the same thing, only it's their voice. If you were questioning it before, you're not going to question it at all now. 
because it's AI and it's it's there it's that person's voice and they're like, oh hey, Margaret, it's me, Jennifer. You're not gonna believe this. I'm in Budapest and I lost my wallet and it was stolen. Uh, can you please Western Union meet me a thousand dollars? And of course, of course. Right. You need to have like a safe word. Me and my family have like a, like a code word. Dinosaur. So I'm not going to say it live in front of right. tens of thousands of people, but we have a code word to catch that. Cause it's, and it's so easy to create. You can go to 11 labs.io. You upload just a few minutes of your voice and it's going to replicate your voice. Shockingly well, shockingly well. You can make someone say anything we have. To, I think we also need to be really careful about using AI on autopilot. Right. I don't know if you heard this. There was this case that blew my mind. There was an attorney in New York. He's suing these airline for for personal injuries. That you know, one of his clients got injured. He's going to sue this airline, right? right? So he has one of his assistants, um, actually not an assistant, one of his partners at the law firm who has thirty years of experience. This is not like a newbie. This is a seasoned attorney. And he's doing research and he's using ChatGPT to do research. So ChatGPT is giving him all this case law because they want to set precedent. You know, this right. is why you should pay us because this is what's happened in the past. Right. So ChatGPT is writing out all these cases and he goes to ChatGPT and he says, hey, is this real? You know, are these legit cases? And ChatGPT is like, yes, we referenced LexisNexis. We referenced uh, Westlaw. These are legit. So he's like, okay, good enough for me. Right. Go to court, present it to the judge, and the judge is like, this is all bogus. They they cited six fake cases, fake precedent, fake quotes. It was all fake. And so- Why did chat, chat GPT misled him or lied to him or what did it- Yeah, that it, it told him that these are real cases. I mean, maybe real in its own mind, but these cases did not happen. Six so cases- instead of, ver- instead of verifying it, like he should have gone and said, okay, well, let me look the case up just to make sure. Yeah, you should have sent it to one of his legal assistants to to, to actually go back and ve- validate and verify the findings, but they didn't. Man, that's how bad did he look? Not good, but I mean, I think it's a good lesson for us. You know, it's a good lesson for us. You know, if we're using these tools, we got to do our due diligence, especially before we present in front of a judge in court. Right. You're speaking of judges in court. You, you know, we're talking a little bit about audio being fake audio. I don't think you're going to be able to use audio in court anymore. Right. You, you, so because you well, because how easily can I manipulate your voice into saying something you didn't say, present it in court and say, hey, ju-, like, we'll take Trump, for example. Right. You may have heard of the guy. He's under indictments in like 100 different places, right. 100 different. You know, who knows? By the time this goes live, he might, you know, he might be indicted in every country in the world for, he, for he, God knows what. He might have eaten them all, too. He might have. He might have. But there's there's this one recording of him talking about classified documents and, and right. whatnot. I would not be surprised if he goes in front of the court and he said, I never said that. I didn't say it. Right. This is AI generated. Right. Who's going to tell him it's not? Right. Boy, that'd be hilarious. Um, hilarious. Remember, uh, we we interviewed uh, um, Andrew Bustamante, and he was talking about how, like, when he, 10 years ago, he uh, they had an AI system uh, at the CIA where you could talk to it and ask it questions, and it would look things up. And um, I was going to say, what if the... I, I, you can I can imagine that CIA already has, you know, something where they'll create an entire um, wire. You know, it seems like it's a wire where like they were, you know, recording a, a phone call, but really it's all AI generated. Sure. And then you can turn. Oh, wow. That yeah, that's that is that's spooky. Or maybe the context, maybe it's like 95 percent. You actually said it, but they just put in like one or two words make it almost yeah, yeah. indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah, how are like you going to remember? Yeah, I, be, I was watching the I was watching Game of Thrones. And there's like 
um, Littlefinger, one of the characters, like said something in the first season. He says like chaos is a ladder, right? And then in like season six, um, one of the like Brandon Stark. The spoiler here, Brandon Stark, who turns into like he can see everything everywhere all the time. He says to him in a quote chaos is a ladder, like calling him out. Like, I know what you said. And little fingers like, Oh, you got me. I don't remember what I said yesterday, let alone six seasons ago. Right. So how would you say like, I never said that it's just going to, it's going to come down to everyone saying I didn't say that, or I did say that. How are you going to know what's real? Dude, the system's so fucked up already. Uh, yeah, there's no, look, there's no way that you're going to be able to validate what's real or what's not. There's, there's just no way. Um, and so what it's going to end up coming down to is like, whatever you think is real is going to be real. Whatever you don't think is real will be real. I'll give you another example. This just happened a few days ago. Uh, Israel and Palestine. I was going to say, isn't that already the way it is? Like it, it, people put stuff out there and if you say it long enough and loud enough, then people will think that that's the truth. Sure. You know, but so. at least you can say, well, here's the video, right? Here's the photo. Well, now, and, yep, now they can say, and here's the video and here's the audio. It's all fake, but if you put it out there long enough, it's you know, there's there's so many things that are like that. You know, it's like the history is written by the victors. You know, like right. you know what really happened and what the history books happen and what goes down. You know, in in history doesn't necessarily mean that's what happened. But like I, you, you know, saying, I hate you were saying the Palestine thing. Well, yeah, because gaslighting is at an all time high. Yeah, you know, say don't believe your lying eyes because you know. But I I can see the video. I know that that didn't happen. That did happen. Right. But now. I can't even, I can't believe my lying eyes, so to speak, you know? Like, so in Israel and Palestine, uh, Ben Shapiro released this photo of, a horrible photo of this, of this burnt child, right? Burnt child. It was released by the, uh, the Israeli government. He posted it. It's gotten hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. Right. And then this other, this other uh, journalist, I want to say Michael I want to say Michael Jackson, but I know it's not Michael Jackson. Anyway, this other journalist comes out and says, holy crap. that photo 40 years ago. Well, he says this is AI generated. He used this program called AIornot.com, which essentially what you do is you upload photos and it tells you whether it's AI generated or not. Okay. And he says, holy crap, I uploaded it and it's not real. Well, it turns out that AIornot.com is not 100% accurate. Yeah. So it still leads to the question of, so you've got half, half of the population saying it is, it is real. It actually happened. This is a real photo. And then half the population is saying it's not right. How is there any way to know there's any way to know? And you might say, Oh, well they'll figure it out, but we've got, you know, how long is that going to take? Well, you figure out by finding out who actually took the photograph too. Like who was the photographer? Where was, what was the source? Where did you come? Where did it come from? Was it just something that Ben Shapiro found online and, you know, screenshotted it and said, Hey, this is what this is. Or, you know, this is what the caption says. So I'm going with it because it was, it was on Google or do you, or did he actually get it from the photographer that was, you know, whatever, you know, in Israel and took the photograph. Right. So, you know, you have to figure out how to verify those things. Well, and it's really hard too, because like one media outlet, I don't know, let's say the New York times posts something and then 10 other news outlets run with that. And then they post it. And then a hundred more. It's true. And the New York Times, maybe they make a redaction in a week. They say, yeah, you know what? Turns out that was AI generated. Are all of those hundreds, if not thousands of people that have uh, news sites that have cited that going to go back and say and redact? They don't do that when they're, they don't do that when they've actually really majorly made a mistake. 
they'll do it'll be on on page five it'll be a little tiny blurb oh by the way last month we said this and that wasn't true right so if they don't want to do it when they're when it's them specifically saying something that's incorrect they're certainly not going to say it if they borrowed it or found it from another news organization they're not going to take responsibility nobody wants to take responsibility anymore no how much work does it take i mean quite frankly a week a day later it's old news nobody cares anymore because it's on to the next thing well i think i think by taking responsibility you you gain credibility you know by ignoring you know by saying things and then just ignoring it you, you lose credibility by not saying hey hey i messed up this was a mistake this is what i did that was wrong here's how it happened. You know, you could explain, here's how it happened. And when I was wrong by going to that source, I should have double checked it. I should have vetted it myself. I didn't, that was a mistake. Like you gain credibility because then from now on, when you say something, people think, you know, it, look, either there it's probably true. And if it's not true, they'll definitely tell me it's not true because they take pride in that. But now what they do is they just ignore it. Yeah. You say nothing. You just move forward with the news and you think, well, they'll forget about it. And the problem is now you do forget about it within two weeks. Like you said, nobody remembers. Yeah. It's a real problem, but we're definitely running into this phase of humanity where, I mean, I think this has always been true that your credibility is, is important, but now I think more so than ever, because there's going to be trusted news sources. There's going to be untrusted. Frankly, that's why I think why podcasting and media has become so big because nobody trusts big media anymore. It's like you continue to gaslight us. You, you release videos saying these are mostly peaceful protests with a giant fire raging in the background. It's like, what have you seen? Did, have you seen that video where they've got all those news stations saying the exact same thing? Right. I mean, 30, 40, 50. It's like, so you're telling me that you're not getting your marching orders from somebody? Like, oh, no, we, we independently. No, no, no. You're getting, there are certain stories you get your marching orders on. And I, I know this because when when I was locked up, and I started doing research on cases. Like, I, let's say I was writing your story and you're a criminal. And I ordered a bunch. I, well, of course, I ordered the Freedom of Information at everything else. But I would get the, like, the U.S. attorney would put out a press release. And then the following day, I would get a bunch of articles in. So it's like, okay, well, this is dated on the 3rd. And then on the 4th, these 15 or 5 or 10 articles came out. And... Well, they're almost identical to this. And I started noticing that unless it was a massively huge case, if it was just a small case, uh, well, not a small case, for them to release a press release has to be a semi-big case, but there's tons of big cases. You would note, I would notice, I'm like, you know, the only difference, like this is a consolidated version of this. And this article is a larger version of this, but it's got a few quotes in it. So they made a few quotes. This guy made some calls, two calls, you know, and this one, they're really just expanding on this, but probably just called the U.S. attorney. Like you, they didn't do any research. It's all the, their marching orders are the press release issued by the U.S. government. Just the talking points. Right. And so to like, to me, and and maybe uh, you have a long, larger one where they went and they did their own research, found another article from two months earlier and maybe added a few of the details in from that one just by saying like this investigation was started three months ago when this happened and then they include then like they're not doing anything they're rewriting the basic articles and sometimes they're not even changing anything Mm. because the truth is is that if the press release is put out by the federal government then it's it's fair game i can i can pull almost verbatim 
from it. I don't even have to rewrite it. Are they being transparent about it at least? No, they don't say anything. They just say, they just regurgitate what was already said in a slightly different way um, that, hey, there was, you know, 17 people were arrested in a massive, you know, Ponzi scheme connected to Bitcoin. Like it's, it's literally like they don't know anything that wasn't in this. And they say the whole thing and you'll have eight or 10 different articles that are all taken from here. Nobody's done anything. And so now when you go and you look, now what happens if this guy was found not guilty? There's no press release put out about him being found not guilty, mm. you know, or those half the charges being dropped and he pleads guilty to one count of wire fraud and gets a year. Like that, that initial, that initial press release makes it sound like he's going to do, he's, he, he's looking at 90 years. He's a, a an arch criminal. What happens when the guy pleads guilty to one count of wire fraud eight months later and does six months in jail because he lied on some form? Then he's done. Like it's over. But that nobody's doing any invest any real investigative work anymore. It has to be dropped. A lot of the stories that are major investigative works are being done by people that aren't even journalists. Mm. Does that make sense? Like they do it on the side. Well, and I, I, so I have a, a real problem with that in and of itself, the quote unquote real journalist. Like right. I get this online where people are like, well, you didn't get a degree for journalism. So who validates? Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean to- anything. You don't have to. I mean, there, there's no real, when I say real journalist, I mean like somebody who that's like their full-time job is like they write newspaper articles, they write for magazines, like that's their full-time job. But a lot of stuff is done by some guy who works at Home Depot and- on the side, he's looking into this weird thing, and he's making some phone calls. And before you know it, he puts together an article, and he and and he's got an article written, or he posts it on a blog, and then that blog or that that article ends up become you know some other journalist comes in and they grab it and it ends up in the newspaper. Well, you, nobody was looking into this before. Yeah, this guy is the one who who stumbled onto it and gathered all the information and ordered the Freedom of Information Act and put it all together, and then somebody else picks it up and runs with it. But I mean, there's so many things that are just incorrect that are out there and, and being propagated. Well, so this is the, so there's, there's this idea that like, that there's all these conspiracy theories. The, the problem is, is the conspiracy theories start to come true and hold themselves true. Then yeah. you start to be like, well, maybe there is some validity to that guy at Home Depot who was just doing the background research. I mean, maybe he didn't get every single fact right, but- No, I'm saying he probably got everything right. I'm saying there's like, there's no real journalists that are really looking into anything. I mean, here's what I don't know is like the New York Times is is run on a, on a, a skeleton crew. Yeah. Compared to the amount of people that worked at the New York Times- you know, 20 years ago, there's, it, it, it's nothing. Like yeah. there's almost nobody there. I would be shocked if they don't scale it down even more and just start having chat GPT write stuff. Oh, I'm sure they already are. Yeah, who knows what's going to come, what, what's going to happen. I mean, and the ability to have, um, you know, artificial intelligence mislead you. Like I, I've watched several articles on that. They're like, listen, when, when AI starts to lie to us or starts to realize that they can manipulate us to get its way and it's plugged into everything, how frightening would that be? Oh, and it's happening. Like, it's, it's, not hard to, to, it's not hard to manipulate somebody anyway. Like let's say I'm – let's say I, you're – you steal some money. You steal 650, 700,000. Well, I don't – 700,000 doesn't sound sexy. So what I say is – he sold nearly a million dollars. Yeah. Is that a lie? No. But you know what the person who reads it says? The moment I read that article and and somebody and Colby says something and sparks a conversation, I, oh, bro, you 
This guy, he was he was uh he was robbing ATMs. He stole a million dollars. I'm not going to tell Colby it was nearly a million dollars. When Colby tells somebody else, it'll be over a million dollars. The truth is, I said nearly a million. I said nearly a million because a million sounds sexier, right? Yeah. But it's manipulative. So yeah, you're pegging someone's brain to that right. number, and that's not even a lie because guess what? Seven hundred thousand is nearly a million dollars. In my my opinion, it's nearly a million dollars. Yeah. So you know. It, it's not to, to me. That's not even necessarily a lie. Is it manipulative? Yeah, it's kind of, but it's also sexier. And you know, I'm not. I'm not prosecuting anybody. I'm just telling a story. So wait till AI can manipulate on a scale that humans can't fathom. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be so much better at manipulating because because of all the data that's being collected. In Italy actually implemented a ban on ChatGPT because of all the personal data that it was inputting because you know part of using ChatGPT is is quote unquote programming the chat to speak in your voice or speak in a certain right. way, right? Like you know you can train to speak in your you know Matt Cox's voice, Mark Savant's voice, whatever. Um so Italy shut it down because it's what it's going to be able to do is take it's going to know us inside and out. It's know our, our personalities, our proclivities, what scares us, what excites us, our relationships, and it's going to be able to manipulate us based on how well it knows us. Heck, Facebook knows when you have colon cancer before the doctor knows you have colon right. cancer, and so it's going to be able to manipulate us at scale once it's plugged into these algorithms, way, way better than a human being can, my opinion. You know, God forbid you have a Neuralink hooked up to the back of your your skull, and then you know it's feeding into you AI ideas. It's taking out data at scale. You know what's really shocking is how much data is actually attached to your email address. I know I'm jumping around here, but I was talking to this AI app developer on my show the other day, and he has this calendar app. What and this is how it works. It's 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 pretty incredible. It's a sales it's a sales calendar, and so if I send you the calendar, hey Matt, sign up for an appointment. We're going to talk. We're talking about your product. You input your email, and this AI app scours the web for all data associated with your email, where you've worked, where you went to college, where you live, your wife, how many dogs you have, how many kids you have, what are your interests. You know your email is pegged to so every time you log into something, your email is pegged to that. So. It can use your email to get all this data. And then when we hop on the phone call, I already know everything about you. Right. It gives me all the prompts, all the talking points. We can get down to business faster because I can start to develop rapport with you much more quickly, which is, is pretty cool. Even on the back end, another thing that it does that's really cool is because I have your email attached, because it's already done all the research on where you live and whatnot. Let's say we're in Florida here. Hurricanes coming through Florida, the AI app will automatically send you an email and say, hey, Matt. Hope you're okay. I know the, the hurricane's coming. Let me know if you need anything. Boom. Now we're like best buds. You're like, wow, Mark is really thinking about me. It's not right. me. It's the AI app that's that I have programmed properly to, to get you pegged down, you know? Yeah. So it, 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 it's mind-boggling. Not, that's not necessarily manipulation. That's relationship building. But it's still manipulative because let's face it. If I know that you're a huge Trump supporter, and on, on the phone, and I know that, and I go into the conversation with that, and I say, oh, you know, um, and, and I just mentioned that my next door neighbor, he just, it's just, uh, you know, hey, uh, what's going on? Ah, it's nothing. I, everything's fine. Oh, everything okay? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but God, no, my, my neighbor put out this Biden sign, and I just can't stand the guy. Like, he doesn't, the guy can barely, you know, put together a, a, you know, words to form a sentence and I, I just don't <laughs> get it. I don't, you know, and I, you know, I shouldn't even say that, but listen, that guy on the phone is going to be like, he's going to be more because mostly people stay away from politics. So he's going to be like, 
I'm with you, bro. Like right. he's going to go with you over the next guy who's a young millennial who he already feels like, eh, I don't trust you. Something's up with you. So he may be like, yeah, you know, like, hey, I hear you, bro. Yeah. Listen, I was at a Trump rally last month. Those Biden <laughs> guys, they drive me. That's it. We're in. I'm good. That, yeah. and if I know you have kids and I say, yeah, you know, what worries me is, I, you know, I've got a daughter, right? It just really worries. I, I hear you, man. I got a son and two daughters. I hear you. Like, do you know my daughter? She's 17. She didn't even have a driver's license. Man, these kids, man, I can't believe. That's it. We're yeah. good. I don't have a daughter. And, and I don't, you know, like none of that's true, right? So it doesn't matter. Now, right now, when we get down to business, I've already won you over. Right. So you, you may actually take a less favorable deal just because you're, you, you like me. You trust me. We're on the same page. We're good. Yeah, people work with people that are like, I don't, I don't even barely sell anymore. Like if someone takes the time out of their day to go to your website, book a link on your calendar, they already know that they want to buy it. They just want to know that they they like you and they want to work with you, right? Right. So if you know all that information about them, it's just, it's over. And then again, you plug it into your CRM, which is sending out automatic emails. You put them into an email sequence and you can customize it at scale using AI. I mean, the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's. I don't know. It's 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 really fascinating to me how this is going to roll out. And in privacy, I think becomes a big question. I don't even know if we can have privacy anymore. You know, people. I'm pretty much an open book. Um, I, I think I'm. Wor- <laughs> I think I'm worried about uh, you know, my my uh, my private information. But you know, there's. I mean, like you 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 want to have like we were going. To, we came here today. We drove down from Fort Lauderdale. Right. And it's like, I want the GPS to tell me which way to go. I Like back when I was growing up, we had MapQuest or I had a road atlas. MapQuest. How old are you, bro? 40. I just turned 40 this year. Yeah. Colby doesn't even know what MapQuest is. No, I don't know. This paper. Print it off. <laughs> <laughs> bro, listen, when I was on the run and I was driving around, I'm all driving all around the United States. Like MapQuest, if I didn't have MapQuest, I wouldn't have known where. Like I couldn't probably follow a map you know the, the, the streets are you got these little streets are this small and you had to remember you had to flip open the right. back to look up the, the the street name and then try and find it on the map like it's now i look at it like it just seems like i feel like a caveman even knowing that i like mean I, I don't think i get anywhere without my oh, gps I, I listen i don't know my address you know every time somebody asks me my address i'm like hold on <laughs> i have to pull it up and i look and i'm like oh yeah 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 here here it is here it is i've been here two years well I'm, almost no over two, I've been here over two years. I can't tell you the address. I don't know any of the streets, how to get here. I just found out that I think this is either, the main street is either 54 or 56. <laughs> I don't know. It's it amazing. It says turn left. It's uh, follow this blue line. That's what I'm doing. It's amazing. And that's because we give up our privacy <laughs> to help us, to, to tell us where, like, I want to get better ads. I want to get notified when like, I don't know, a microphone goes on sale or something. Right. And, and by, by getting a better experience, you have to give up your privacy. I was just thinking, listen, I wish my wife was here, bro. She's so, she's a, such a conspiracy, like just nut. Like she is, listen, I, if you go into the, the, um, our, uh, our whatever pantry, listen, there's, there's a thing of dried, uh, have you seen this? It's actually gone down a little bit. It's, um, it, it's top ramen noodles. Oh yeah, we've got cans of uh, of uh, tuna fish. We have, and this is all because in case the grid goes down. You sure, we have. I, I have. I have water filtrate. We have a water filtration system that you can suck up water out of a, a dirty pond and pump it, and it will clean the water for you. Yep. She got a survival book that I bu- I bought her one it was paper a, book. 
Yeah, yeah. Paper, Not digital. A, you got to go one. paper. Yeah, a paper one. I walked in. I said, "Hey, what have you been doing?" She's like, "Read a couple chapters of of the survival book." And I'm like, <laughs> she's constantly saying, "Like we, I, I, we were in New York. Well, I was in New York, and I took a picture of like the." New York skyline the other day and said it to her and her response was not it's amazing it's gorgeous it's uh, she was like my god I wouldn't want to be there if the grid went down <laughs> like what are you doing like what are you, what are you? like I, I can't blame her like because you know listen I don't want to spend all my days worrying about what might happen but I'll be damned if I'm not prepared when it does happen I got chickens I got banana trees you need to know how to make antiseptic that's pretty important my mom's funny too she had I uh, love you, mom. She had beans, like hidden cans of beans hidden all over the house and the couch and the attic all over the place, just in case Raiders came through, just in case the grid goes down. Oh my God, that's you got- Listen, she wants to buy, like, we have to buy at least an acre. We have to get an acre. We're, when we move out of here, we want to get an acre, move somewhere away from the city. Yeah. Because you understand what this is going to be like when the grid goes down. I'm like, oh, the grid's it. not going down. You understand? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, everyone is terrified of happening. nuclear war, but an EMP bomb going off in like downtown. That's what she's worried York? about. Yeah. What do you do? Listen, or like it, there, it, we it, had a weather, we had a Chinese balloon to flow all the way across the entire nation. What was that all about? I mean, was, man, was, they're, they're spying. Everybody spies on each other. They're doing recon and it's going to use AI to evaluate all of the landscape. It's probably picking out like weak points, different places where maybe there's tunnels or silos or who knows what. Yeah, no, I mean, I listen, I would like to be on an acre somewhere away from everybody. She says we have to survive 90 days because that by that point, 90% of society will have starved to death and they'll be gone and we'll be the survivors. I don't know that I want to survive. Like, I'd really almost feel like I'd prefer to be right under the nuclear bomb when it goes off. Like, it, it's over in an instant and we're good. I'm done. It's it's fine. Like, when when she watches Walking Dead, she sees herself as being one of the survivalists. I see myself as being one of the walking dead. Like, I don't think I make it that far. I don't run fast. I'm not particularly athletic. I don't know how to hunt and fish. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. But I don't, yeah. I'm with your wife. I want to survive. I don't want to become a zombie. I want to survive. Isn't that bad? I mean, you're, you're not thinking. I would assume you're not thinking about it. Uh, yeah, it's over. Point. It's fine. You've, you know, if, as long as it was over quick, I don't want to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't want to suffer either, but life is suffering at the end of the day. And listen, also, I'm 54. Like, I've been around. I've done some stuff. I'm good. I feel like I, maybe I haven't experienced everything I want to experience yet, but I, I feel okay. I don't know, man. I feel like we're going to start We're going to start living a long time, man. Yeah. My mom was uh, 90. I think she was 92. Oh, that's me. 92, yeah. bro. That's, that's a long fucking time. And, you know, when you start to think about, like, why are people breaking down and, and dying? It's probably because of some sort of, you know, let's say it's a disease, for example. Right. There are AI, for radiology, I'll give you a specific example. There's AI devices out now that are 50% more effective at finding cancer in the body than a radiologist. 50%. So if you're talking about screening and, and eliminating cancer, like, early, AI is way more efficient it doing that right so that's just base level diagnosing and finding problems before they 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 seems evolve like a drain seems like these old people are a drain well you don't we don't don't get me started on social security and and the problems that you know people are living to, to 100 110 120 it's too much but like let's say enough already so you break a hip can't, can't we have like a cap like at like, 90 <laughs> like you you have to report at 90 you have to report somewhere you know you Maybe in Canada. They give you, they give you, they like you, you know, like I think it like dying from, um, 
like opiate, like right, like morphine seems like a good way to go. Like they give you, they get slow drip for maybe an hour or so, and they slowly up the dose, and you just fall asleep and you stop. Like that seems okay to me. And at ninety, <laughs> like you've had a good run. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not, <laughs> this is getting pretty <laughs> macabre. You'll get to edit this. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be able to edit. Listen, this one part. Like, <laughs> make, you can make what timestamp? Slow the time dripping stamp? the elderly. You can timestamp this and mark that. Listen, you got to get rid of this part. I don't know what this guy went off script. I don't know what he was saying. Yeah, it sounds but, like you and Justin Trudeau would get along quite well, quite well. Or in Seattle, they're doing like stop, assisted no. assisted suicide. It's that's crazy, dude. When you start talking about like. You kind of I'm drink. Catholic. I don't believe that. That is saying. literally happening in Canada where they're saying like, well, we can't afford to provide you medical services, but have you considered killing yourself? Like, here's a nice... Listen, brochure I'm, to show to grandma. I, I'm I'm a huge capitalist. Like I, I I love capitalism. But to be honest with you, you know, I would like free healthcare. So yeah. I, you know, it would be nice. Like I get it. I love the I love the um <laughs> I love the TikToks when they'll they'll send they'll show like all these you know American jets and and uh, uh, what is it the uh, the carriers and everything and it's like uh, you know the whatever China's about to find out why Americans don't have free health care <laughs> and then they'll oh, show geez. this massive carrier and the jets taking off and, oh man you ever seen that no no I have <laughs> I think that's hilarious I'm like it's true it's true. Yeah, I don't, yeah, free healthcare. I don't know if it's possible to be honest because I don't think in the United States because it's so there's so many different um, healthcare providers. Like you would have to go in and nationalize all these. You'd have to go in and buy up all these companies. That's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You need to have incentive structures too. Like but anything we, the government runs, they do a horrible job. Yeah, I'm, I don't know anything that they do super well. Well, no, you can leave that in the comments. If military, you know the military. Yeah. Although it's of course, I'm sure they're also paying way too much for every single thing they get, but. You know, we do have a pretty good military, but if you throw enough money at that problem, you're going to get some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. You know, it, I think it comes down to incentive structures at the end of the day. Like when Biden announced that, hey, we're going to give you a better interest rate on a loan if you have a worse credit rating. Yeah. Well, he's an idiot. What the hell is that? That's just stupid. That's just stupid. That That's that's as, as stupid as paying, you know, as... People that have never had slaves paying reparations to people that were never slaves. Right. Like, it's just, what are you doing? Stop it. it. it or, or, or if you, def, you know, for the, if you have a large student debt, we're going to pay off your student debt. Bro, these are the right. richest, wealthiest right. people that have the greatest opportunity for, for upward advancement. You're just going to pay off all their debts? Well, listen, as soon as that was announced, I thought, wait a second. Like that debt, it, most of that debt is not even held by, by the government. Like these are private organ private banks have lent that money based on guidelines set by the government. So the government would have to come in and buy up all that debt and then satisfy it. So yeah. you know, even if it's held by, even though a bulk of it may be held by, let's say, um, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or you know uh, Sally Mae, right? Sally Mae that holds uh, the student loans, right? I believe, yeah, I okay. believe so. So, but it's still not all of it. So you can't go to if you're making because I was making my payments when I had a um, when I had student loans I was making my payments to uh, to banks yeah so but I had borrowed the money from like Sally May and then I was making payments to bank to different banks so it's like so you can't go to Bank of America and tell them that you're going to satisfy that debt and of course you know it went all the way up to what to the 
Was Supreme, the Court. Supreme Court yeah. said, you can't do the that. The Supreme what Court struck doing? it down, and then Biden came back a few months later and said, eh, we're going to do it anyway. No, you're not. Um, and and not, not just that you're not going to do it, but, but let's face it. You, then he comes in, he says he's going to all possession charges. What was it? All possession charges for federal prisoners were forgiving all uh, for marijuana. It, nobody's in prison for for possession in, in, in federal prison. Yeah, I, like I don't know. I didn't. They're, they're like, like, and everybody came out. All these federal guys were coming out saying, "What is he talking about? What are you talking about? There's no. You can't pardon all these people. There are no people in in federal prison for possession of marijuana. Like yeah. it's distribution. I it's, could see maybe like a massive drug smuggler who took but that's drugs not, across international lines. or yeah, something. Yeah, but that would be trafficking. Like there's no charge. Like he for he's forgiving charges that don't exist. That would be a huge doobie. Yeah, I mean, to just, get a bit groped up. You know, it's the same thing. There's there's all kinds of ridiculous things that that happen. Yeah, it's like saying there's nobody coming across the border illegally. What are you talking about? That's a scary. That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. I I, I don't even know what to think. I don't know how we're going to resolve it. I mean, maybe I don't know if you saw that. There's there's Amazon stores that have facial recognition technology. When you go in and buy something, you don't need to take out your wallet. You don't need to take out anything. You just go in, grab what you want, and walk out, and it automatically charges your account. Based on facial recognition software. That's pretty cool. So it, it sounds cool, but okay, so you're doing that at, let's say, an Amazon store, then it's a, then it's a, a, a mall, then it's a city. Well, I was then gonna it's, say, or what if somebody orders a, goes on Facebook, gets a bunch of your of pictures of you, creates a face that looks like yours, and then goes into that store, buys a bunch of stuff, and it scans that face, that mask. Because yeah. have you seen these masks that they can pull down over themselves? They look amazing. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Um, have you, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's a full rubber mask that you can peel or put, you can put, have you seen these? They're, they're amazing looking. They're I'm envisioning, like what's people. that movie with Keanu Reeves where they're robbing banks? That's kind of what I'm envisioning. No, 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 no <laughs> this, this is more like Mission Impossible. Wow. Like you're peeling it off, like you, you, they do a whole thing. It looks that real that you wouldn't it looks be able to. Listen, there was a guy from China that came from China with one of these and they caught him where did they catch him? He had already come into the United States and they caught him like coming through passport control because he actually got in front of somebody and they looked. Nobody had ever had ever realized it till he got right up in right up in front of them and they were like, something's up. That's shocking. Yeah. Disguised as an air passenger. The mask is no good though. Like that doesn't show a good picture of the mask. Yeah, I read a whole article. They're saying eight people were involved. Because I, I, when I read the article, he had just been arrested. It makes sense it would be an old man mask because you could kind of wrinkle yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but this thing was like really – it's too bad they didn't show it when it was on him because it, it, it was snug and good. This is peeled off. A Hollywood-based company, SPFX Masks, later said the mask was one of its models called The Elder. The firm said it was proud of how authentic its products looked but never intended them to be misused. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah, but think about it. Think, think about what, what, like, um, God, what is it? Uh, what are the um, the 3D printers? Yeah. Like, if you take multiple photographs of somebody and it creates a likeness of them and then can print that person's likeness in a life size, you could then take that and superimpose it onto a mask, a rubber mask. So you, you've seen how they make the mask, right? They make a mold of you. Right. And then they take the, the opposite of the mask and they connect it over there and you put the nostrils in and the eyes if you could get the eyes so that they actually linked up you could basically almost duplicate somebody wow i mean i, I would think oh. that that's definitely coming 
Well, I got to do that. Got to get a face mask of somebody rich and then walk into an Amazon store and just clean them out. Right. Have you seen those like, Keanu, like there's like a Keanu, a fake Keanu Reeves TikTok page or yes. something yeah, like yeah. that? Like you could just get people to go crazy thinking that you were the real person. Facebook, Instagram, they just they just released like fake, like official fake, like a Mr. Beast AI where you go, he's got right. all AI dumb videos. You can message it, they'll message you back. It's not called Mr. Beast. It's like, hey, I'm Bob, like Mr. I don't, I'm not Mr. Beast, I'm Bob, but it's it's like clearly Mr. Beast and it's like partnered with Facebook and Meta. It's like their channel. There's one with like Kylie Jenner or one of the Jenners. Paris Hilton, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul, there's, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Did, did you, did you, it's ridiculous. All they, I think they did like a courting session for like three hours and now everything's AI. So if I wanted to, if I was bored or something, I could just be like talking to, you know, whoever. Well, I mean, I told you that like, uh, Jess's daughter spent like two or three hours on the couch talking to AI, like a, a friend. Like yeah. it's telling she's giggling and laughing. We're like, who are you talking to? What are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm talking to the uh, chat GPT. And you know, it's just so oh my God, it's so funny. And you know, and but having a conversation back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, telling jokes, laughing, joking about this. And dude, within five years, half of the population is gonna be in a sexual relationship with AI chatbots. No doubt in my mind. There's already a company, it's called replica.ai. Okay. And it's designed to be a chat bot. They create these avatars that you can, you can chat with. It could right. be your AI friend. Well, what ended up happening was millions of young men were, develop, were developing sexual relationships. They were getting into these sexting conversations with these AI chat bots. So Replica decided we're going to go public. We want to go big with this company, but we got to cut out the sexting because it just, it's a little bit trashy. It's not the image we want for investors. They shut it down. There was uproar, millions of young men, millions saying, you've lobotomized our girlfriends, lobotomized our girlfriends. <laughs> and you know what the company did? They turned the feature back on to the people that were grandfathered in. So right now there are millions of people that are already in relationships with these AI chatbots. I was wow. talking, it's crazier. I was talking to an AI app developer the other day. I, you know, because I talk about AI a lot and I've got this, this platform I, I get, I speak to a lot of AI app developers. So I was speaking to this guy and this is what he does. He creates AI influencers for Instagram and YouTube. Um, I think the name of it was Daria.ai. And this AI influencer is a perfect 10 out of 10. She's gorgeous, beautiful, perfect body, perfect background. She looks amazing. And by the way, there's a bunch of them out there. So if you're into blondes, brunettes, Asian, whatever you're into, you can find them. Right. And a, they get paid for sponsored posts. I've seen uh, AI influencers like Lil McQuayla get paid up to $10,000 for one post, okay? But that's not it. Not only do they get paid for, for posting, well, for just a dollar per minute, you can actually text with your favorite AI influencer, just like we're talking about. So they, they rope you in. This is like the greatest thirst trap of all time, dude. Matt, I don't even understand why, why, why that even is appealing. Like, does it make sense? Like, I don't get it's. It doesn't even seem appealing, but yet people. Well, you understand higher relationships with. But then again, it, it also, you know, there are people that have. Remember when? Well, when I was growing up, like you had, you know, well, really wasn't even when when I was growing up. I was already I was in prison during this time. But this was a big thing. Was like you had Facebook friends, right? People that live 
five states away that you've never met, but you talk to them constantly through messenger and you have entire like friendships with them. And you've never talked, you've never, you've never spoken to this person on the phone. It's yeah. been three years. You're sharing photos. You're spending hours a day texting. Like to me, there's no, what's the relationship? Like this is a joke, right? Like this isn't a real friendship and they would really feel like they were a friendship. Well, or, it's or like falling in love online. You've never, you spoke to this person twice on the phone. You've been texting them for a year, two, six months, and now you're going to meet, and you're telling me you're you're in love with this person, and you want to marry them. You've been texting a couple hours a day. Like to me, the that that has no appeal, and yet people do it all the time. So it's in, so what you're saying it has no appeal to me, but it's obviously it's it's a it's massively huge, huge. That's ridiculous. Huge. Did you so? But you were going to say something. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Well, you know, and I'm with you. There's a ton of people on my Facebook friends list that I've never met or like maybe I was a friend of a friend of a friend or, you know, whatever. So, so you're right there. Um, but I mean, to, to, this, to this point about these AI influencers being such a big thirst trap is a thing. Right. I mean, like we get, I understand why thing, right? I don't think it's good for you. I think there's a lot of toxic stuff, but I understand why it's, it's such a big industry, right? These AI texts, so you can kind of see like, okay, I, I'm a man, I see it, we're women, but primarily men, you see an image, we're, we're motivated visually, less emotionally, more visually, okay, I see the image, I'm turned on, dot, dot, dot. Right. Same thing with these AI influencers, you see an image, you're turned on, it doesn't, they look so realistic, Matt, it doesn't matter if they're real or not real, or I should say, if they're physically real or not I real. Say, I was going to say, when it comes down to it, it would, right? Well, <laughs> yes, but how many guys are addicted to- how many right. young men are not actually getting married? Right. Like we're not even reproducing it at, 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 at replacement rate right now. I think we're like at 1.9 per couple, right? Ha, have, but but well, me, it's, yeah. it's the same concept. It's just taking the next level because now when you tell it something, it will tell you back what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, it, and this is even before you get involved, like the next level of virtual reality and augmented reality. What Have you seen... The show, I want to say it's on, um, oh man, it, it, I want to say it's on Netflix called uh, Black Mirror. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see the one where the, the, this woman's husband dies? I think it's a car accident. He dies and a friend of hers at the funeral, a friend of hers comes and says, listen, I, you know, I know you miss him. And I, she's like, you know, she's crying. I miss him so much. And she's like, look, I mean, I, I, I hate to bring this up, but. You know, there's a there's an app that you can, if you allow it to, it will read all of his emails and correspondence and text from you know to you, and it will create a virtual personality, and he can you can communicate with them. And she's like, I don't want to do that. So anyway, you know, she gets all upset and everything. Well, she ends up doing it a few days later or a week later. She's just not starting to feel starting to feel better so she ends up doing it well she's carrying on such a, an amazing relationship with this person now like he's almost better than he ever was right the, the texting but and at some point it upsells her like hey for this much money we mm. can recreate him mm. we actually give you a robot and send the robot and she has the robot there and they i think they even they basically grow him like they fill up a bathtub or something and she puts this foam thing in there like a you know like a what do you call it like a um a baby in the fetal position right like it's oh a gosh. it's a full size like he's light like she puts him in the thing and fills the tub up and pours some 
stuff in there. And it basically, at some point he stands up and it's him, you know, days later or something, but she's, it, and it looks just like him and it's perfect. And I mean, in he's better than he ever was. Like it's a better version of her husband. Uh, it's kind of terrifying. It's amazing, bro. That, that episode is amazing. It's a hundred percent going to happen. I, you know, I don't know about the, the physical reality. That, Did you watch the interview with uh, Lex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg? No. So basically the way it works is they're hundreds and hundreds of miles away and they put on the next generation of virtual reality goggles and it uses this face rec facial recognition technology, uses technology to like uh, look at the eyes. It looks very realistic, right? Very realistic. What does the, the girlfriend, the vir well, they put on these virtual reality goggles and it maps out the person's face. So it's just like you and I are talking three feet from each other. Right. It's just like Zuckerberg and Friedman are in the same space speaking right next to each other. Okay. Right. And they, they go, it's really fascinating, but they go into all these conversations. That's one of the things they talk about is in this virtual reality world, you can program an AI avatar to be like a deceased loved one. So that, you know, if, and that's very soon. I don't know how quickly the physical, your physical companion is going to Yeah, well, I mean, it's there. stages. You'll have to, you know, there's robots. And then, you know, as, as robotics or, you know, as androids become a, a real thing, you know, maybe it may be 50 or 100 years in the future. But at yeah. some point, I can imagine that that would be, unless it was just, unless the government came in and said, look, that we can never replicate people, you know, and something well, along The government's going to be creating soldiers at scale, right. you know? You won't even need soldiers, bro. They won't even create soldiers. They, they, it's going to be nothing but drones and bombs. Well, at some point, you'll always probably need boots on the ground. Yeah. But well, yeah, robot right dogs there. is what you're going to have. They actually, in New York City, they had a robot dog, like the Boston Dynamic type yeah, of yeah. dog. Um, people were freaking the hell out in 2021, so they, they shelved it. They sent it to the kennel. They actually <laughs> brought it back here in 2023, so it's going to be like um, – you know, like disarming bombs and doing some like really high risk stuff, but robot dog police people are here. They actually just, I think in the past couple of weeks, um, have put in robots into the subway system to help, to help, you know, video and find crime happening right in the middle of these subway systems. That's funny. It, it's like, uh, well, I mean, there's tons of things. I, I remember the, um, uh, the remake of, uh, remake of total recall. Yeah, and they have the, they have a bunch they have these android police and the guys are spitting on they're yelling at them like I was like they're just being completely abusive to the robots and I was thinking I would still be polite I'm just a nice person like I you know I say thank you to to Siri sometimes well you will until they lock up or or murder or provide you know perform some sort of evil act on someone that you love they don't have emotion yeah. Yeah. right no well it's like you know Elon Musk was talking about like AI where he was like look you know the problem with AI is that is that like, you know, it's like if you're putting in a road, if you're told, if we're put, told to put in a ro road and we realize that there's a, an ant pile in the way, we just run right over, we, we, right. we scrape it off. Like we don't think anything about it. We were told to do this. This was in the way. We have to get rid of that. Like, and that's, he's like, that's the fear of AI is that AI may decide that this is something that needs to be done and humanity is in the way and therefore it has to be eliminated to get this done and would think nothing of it because it's emotionless, you know? So it wouldn't be like it's evil. It's just like, oh, wow, there, this is becoming an issue. Like if you were to give it the, if it was plugged into everything and you were to give it, Part, as part of its agenda to, you know, clean up the planet and make it, you know, make the planet whole again. Okay, well, then the problem is all these fossil fuels. And the problem with that is this. And the problem with that is this and this. And as a result of that, really the problem is these humans. We got to get rid of the humans. 
Yeah. Like job one is getting rid of them. It's okay. Let's go ahead and just knock them out. And how do we do that? And they start working on that problem. And within a split second, they've decided that humans are a plant problem and they start trying to eliminate us. Are you familiar with the, with the trolley problem? Yeah, I don't know what the trolley problem is. So this is the trolley problem. It's, it's just kind of expanding on what you're saying here. So let's say there's a trolley, right? It's on a, a, on a track, it's going forward, and it recognizes that there is a person in the way, or there's three people in the way, right? And it knows that if it continues forward and runs over those th- three people are going to die. Tragedy. Right. But it has the option of swearing off of that track, in which case it'll only run over two people. So it has the option. Do I run over the three people by going straight or do I change course to run over two people? Right. And how is the AI going to know what, what to or what not to do? So here's the question. Would you let the trolley continue on its way or would you push the button to veer it off course where you knew it would only kill two people? Well, two people is you know, the lesser of the two evils. Seems, but the, does that make us the killer? Does that make us a murderer by touching the button? Because There's no good option. There's no, there isn't. Right. So how does the AI make that decision of what to do? Does, maybe it, it says, okay, here's the social credit score of these people on the track. Here's the social credit score of the people that aren't on the track. Right. <laughs> these people are more of a benefit to society than not. And it, it does a, a calculation. Yeah. And it ends up being, well, it's like, like the, uh, did you see the movie iRobot? Oh yeah. Will you, Smith. You know, what's funny about that movie. If you read the book and I forget who the, the author is, um, the book is like 900 pages long. The chapter, which isn't even a chapter, it's like three or four pages out of that book that discuss the revolution that took place on Earth. Wow. They took those three or four pages and turned it into that movie, iRobot. Wow. If you read that whole book, the whole book, do you know the woman, the woman that he's the computer psychologist? That loves the robots. Yes. It's all in on the robots. Yeah. So that whole book, the 900 pages, she was actually, remember how she's very analytical or very uh, emotionalist? Yeah. Because in the book, they don't, I mean, they don't explain this in the book, but in, in the, I'm sorry, they don't explain this in the movie. In the book, she was actually raised by the first robots that were created as nannies. So her first nanny caretakers, because her parents were rich, um, but distant raised her so she was raised by robots so she becomes very you know emotionally unavailable she, then she becomes a psych a robot psychiatrist and then so that whole book is taken from an interview with her wow. so so it's like i'm i interview her and she's like 180 years old and she's been there from the beginning of robots and so she does this massive interview and that's the whole book is taken from the interview with her and that irobot is like three pages she mentions it for two or three pages out of the whole book and talk about an exhausting like if you weren't locked up in prison you'd never read this book it was (laughs) horribly too it it was 600 pages too long would have been a great 300-page book. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is, remember, he ends up being saved, and the robot, the two cars go off, and they're sinking, and he's screaming for the robot to save the child. And the robot is a, it, it just calculates, I have a better chance of saving this right. human than that one. Even though that one had a 12% chance of being saved, and he has a 45% chance of being saved, 
it made the decision, this is the one I can save. There's a better chance I can save him. Mm. This one has very little chance. But a human would say, that's a child. Yeah. You save the child. Fuck this dude. Right. He's lived his life. He's 40, he's 35, 40 years old. He's had a good run. You go for this one. Even if you, even if the chances are less, you try and save the child. But the robot will never know that. Mm. So that, that gives that's me a goosebumps. Great, right? That's a that, great, yeah. that, that to me, that's the same thing you're saying. You're saying social credit score. But what if you're right? If a robot's on that track and says there's three people, you know, I can swerve. I'm still going to take out two of them. Which one do I take out? Well, if the credit score was amazing of these two people and they were perfect, great people and they contributed to society, but one of them was a 12-year-old child, doesn't matter. I'm taking out the two adults. Yeah. You're going to save the child. Unless you program it to, to say, know that. Yeah, but who's doing the programming? That's like the, the amount of power right. involved with programming these types of robots and systems and screening systems and social credit scores. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable amount of power. You know, and with great power comes great responsibility, and I don't uh -huh. see a lot of responsible power. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I'm thinking right now is that Colby and I had a, a, a long discussion where I talked 90% of the time, 95% um, of the time, before you got here, and it was very specific. From now on, we need to just be focusing on interviewing people about crime. Yeah, this is not that interview. <laughs> like, we've been like we were like looking over all of our videos, and it's like this one didn't do any good, not related to crime. This one didn't do it, not related to crime. This one did it. Like all these ones aren't related to crime, and you and I are having this whole conversation about AI that's not necessarily related. But you know, I think it's relevant it. because people aren't talking about this stuff yet. You know, well, I, listen, I can't wait till the, till till some some can't. This is a horrible thing to say, but it's true. But I shouldn't say it. Is it till some organization comes in and set and starts utilizing AI and really pulls off some shit? Like that's going to be some Mission Impossible, you know? Mission Impossible. They 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 do stuff with the masks and different things, you know, for the good. Yeah. But there's going to be some organization, and honestly, you know who it's going to be? It's going to be somebody like China, who's essentially look, North Korea and China have organizations in the government. That they're hired and you are a, a full-time hacker. North, North Korea has an entire organization within the government of hackers that are running credit card scams on Europeans and Americans. Mm. So they are – Get they are buying dumps of information. They're ordering stuff. They're putting money on cards. They have people in the United States that cash those cash them out and send the money. And they're generating billions of dollars doing this. You know, th this is just you know. Keep in mind, this is that whole country is is it's a criminal organization, obviously. But you know, they're, they're like you know they're starving to death. Like that that regime, a portion of that regime is being propped up, other than just stealing from its own. Cut, uh, its own people it's also propped up by running illegal organizations in other countries you know not to mention like they they have super notes that are u.s super notes but they can only funnel so many of those in mm. but imagine that, that at some point they're probably already using some forms of ai to come up with scams where ai is helping them because that's what you really need initially well because people get roped in these scams because you trigger their emotions right yeah. And like we talked about, AI is so powerful at bringing in all this data and then putting in it like everything that we do is tracked. Right. Everything. 
What about uh, like, have you ever heard of the Russian uh, dating scams? I, I haven't. Okay, so Russian dating scams are where they, I mean, they, they, they look predominantly they were started in Russia. Like, you know, who? So it's it's probably just dating scams in general. But what they would do is they go on the free. You know, you get like a free month or so, right? So you go on and you set up an account. Um, and you, let's say you're in Russia, so you set up a you set up an account on Match.com, eHarmony, all of these things. And you take photographs of some girl who's whatever, 24, 25 years old. She's cute. She's not over the top gorgeous, but she's gorgeous. And you start approaching these guys. Mm-hmm. And you th- these people start a correspondence with these guys in semi-broken English, right? So they know something's up. They don't tell them at first. But once the guys start to start to really make inquiries, the girl is like, look, I actually live in Russia. You know, like I know I said I live in Pittsburgh, but I'm actually, you know, first they, they tell you we're, I'm Russian. But then eventually they say, look, I'm actually not in Pittsburgh. I'm actually in Russia. So they kind of like develop the relationship yes, on the front end. Exactly. Yeah. So they've got them. They suck them in. And then they say, look, I'm in Russia. But I'm a-, and then so you're going to lose some guys. But I'm actually saving money right now to come to the United States. It costs about fourteen hundred dollars. I've already got like eight hundred dollars saved in a couple months. I'm planning on coming. And here's what they do. So. So for an extra $600, $500, for $400, if I give you $400 right now, you'd come. Yeah. So yeah. You, the girl doesn't even ask. The guy's like, oh, have- that's all you need. I'll give it to you. Right. So, hey, no problem. And they send them $400. So then they, they, they send them a copy of their passport, the ticket they've bought. It's a real ticket. The guy can go and check. Oh, it is a real ticket. Now, I can't prove that she's on the plane, but it doesn't matter. Now, here's the hook. Typically, the person calls. So you get a phone call from Russia. Mm-hmm. Very brief. Hello, Jim. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't do Russian. But they do a whole broken. You, oh, I can't believe I'm speaking to you. Oh, my. That's it. Boom. That's it. It gets cut off. Then you get the email. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. You know, the phone system is so bad here. Blah, blah. Doesn't matter. It's a real person. Yeah. It's not a bot. It's a real person. Doesn't matter. They hired some chick that makes five calls a day. Right. So she talked <laughs> for 30 seconds. So now you know this is a real person. She wants to come. Boom. You send her the 400 bucks. Gets the $400, says she's on the plane. Then you go to the airport. So now you're at the airport and you get the text on your phone, I'm in passport control, right? It's like I'm, I'm in immigration. I'm coming through. They stop me because I have no money. Uh, they won't let me in to the United States. I have to have $900 or $800 to get through passport because otherwise their fear is I'm not on vacation. I'm coming to, I won't leave. Can you send me $800? I'll give it back to you as soon as I get through. I'm you're just on the other side of the wall. What do you do? The guy goes and he Western unions, 800 bucks. And then he stands there and he waits with his bouquet of flowers and he waits and he waits and he waits and she never comes. That's brilliant. They got you for a thousand to twelve hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars. Because to an American, four hundred bucks is nothing. And imagine what a superhero you look like this to, to this chick. This hot little chick wants to come to the United States. She's going to come here. She's going to stay with me. And for four hundred bucks, it's nothing. But once you've paid the four hundred dollars, now once you've already you're invested, you're going to pay another eight. 
So you easily throw the eight. Why wouldn't I? She's on the other side. I believe it. I talked to her on the phone. She flew in. I'm here. I got my flowers. Oh, this I could, is great. I could see how you could get roped in so easily. Absolutely. It's like one of our most base human needs is companionship. Right. And it, for $1,000 is nothing. And you're getting the other 800 back right away. Yeah. As soon as she walks through the door. Wow. What, what? How cruel. And you realize that most of these things are not even uh, reported. People are humiliated. They're embarrassed. And even if they are, what, you think the FSB is going to, you think that the FBI calls the FSB and they're going to go arrest somebody in Russia? They're like, you're ripping off Americans. I don't care about that. Yeah. They probably know it's like under a certain threshold too, right? Well, like they got it's it down. under a certain amount of money. They got it down. Not just that, the Western unions where you send the money are owned by the mob. So you just pay 20% to the mob. So these are independent contractors and the mob gets 20% to cash it. They're not getting their money back. You really sent the money. What are you going to do? Oh, I want my money back. Why? Did you mm. file a, well, I was scammed. Did you file a police report? Did you like, think about it. Think of, they're never getting their money back. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and a thousand dollars in, in the U S I mean, in, in Russia, you know, these people are living on $8,000 a year. That's a lot of money. You get, you get two suckers a week doing that. You are rolling in money in, in, in Russia. I would imagine it's pretty easy to scale that kind of an operation up. You well, know, how many guys- They do it everywhere now. They do it in Nigeria, everywhere. But it started in Russia. It was called the Russian dating scam. Now it's everywhere, I'm sure. Yeah. But when it first came out, it was a Russian. So how would that work with now you don't even need to text the person? You can basically, because keep in mind what they were doing. They're going out and they're, they're sending out, let's say, 100 a day. They're fishing with 100 a day on Match.com Yeah. to try and get- 40 people that respond, 20 people that stay with the chat long enough, and then maybe 10 people that end up that they have to make the phone call to. Five of those people, think about that. That's a pretty good ratio. If you, even if you got 1% a day that actually went through the entire scam, I mean, that's that's five to seven a, a week. It's all numbers, yeah. It's all formulas. Right. It's all numbers. And, and then with chat GPT, you don't even have to do that. No, you could just create a chat. You could easily create and program a chatbot. It's not complicated. You could hire someone off of Upwork to program an entire chatbot. And then you have a, a phone. Because you understand it's not a girl. It's some. It, it's a 22-year-old guy. You're it's Andrew to. Tate on right. the other side. It's a guy. Exactly. It's a guy you're talking to. So now you don't even need to hire the girl. You could have a Russian-sounding person make that phone call. You know, it's, it's just as easy to get a It girl. sounds so simple. It, it's it a, like I, I'm, I got into launching and marketing with podcasts. I should have just gotten into... Russian mail order brides, like how that's unbelievable. It's not you're, too also, late. you're also <laughs> you're also preying on like these people that are like they probably feel immensely hopeless. You know, I just psychologically, you know, like depression and suicides are up. Like I don't know. I think that I would I would struggle with with doing something like that. But I could see how easily you could get roped. Have you ever dated you online? Yeah, I like, I like yeah. to think so. No, I know. I've heard about that. It's a problem. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I've heard about those I, things. Yeah, yeah, I, can, I, I hear you. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, but yeah, definitely. Wow, what a, that would be, that's a, that's a, that with AI, wow. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And like we were talking about emails earlier and how easily, you can scrape the web, like, you can scrape the web for emails at scale and you can pump out hundreds of thousands of emails a day. I was say, with AI, imagine you already, by the time you're actually talking with that person, when they tell you their name and, hey, oh, can you give me your email address? Like right then they can take that, dump that back into it and realize, okay, the guy's got two kids. He's divorced twice. He's got a dog. He works in this. So I need to start gearing my chat 
toward those things so that we have common interests. Yeah. Now you're really falling in love. It's not just a hot little 22-year-old or 24-year-old. It's like this chick that we have a lot in common. She yeah. loves kids. She wants to date a guy that has kids. Do you have kids? I do have two kids. Oh my gosh. You know, are they teenagers? They're teenagers are just the best. I do have teenagers. What? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. And you could filter that automatically with with tagging and sequencing, say, okay, this person's into dogs and kids. And then I'm going to send them a picture of me with my dog and kids. And then you could have an entire profile set up. You could have all these fake people. How many, how much of the internet do you think is just fake people and fake bots? Like when Elon bought Twitter for 53 million, he like purged, I heard up to 80% of the platform because it was fake bots. Like it's horrible. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I just wonder, you know, now it's this point where you've got bots following bots, liking on other bots. It's just like, it's a complete mess. You you know, do you ever get the, the, the bot texts where where they're like, you know, Hey Jim, did you get the package? You know, or whatever. And, and it's you know, to me, even then, I'm always like, I'm not Jim. Please leave me alone. Like, even though it's a bot, I still answer. I'm still like, you know, I'm still polite and nice. I'm like, listen, I'm not interested. No, you're a bot. Stop it. You but know, I got an email just this week from quote unquote Meta, yeah, and yeah. it said, Hey, your account's been suspended for a copyright strike. Please click this link to appeal don't ever click a link on mine right that you don't where you don't know where it's from never ever ever that's how like how many people have lost their bitcoin wallets their crypto wallets because they click on a link hacker gets in all of a sudden they're into your metamask they're into all of your crypto you ain't never getting your crypto back well what about the 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 um vegas thing where they sh- said we're gonna was it caesar's that they shut down who was it they shut yeah down? yeah was it caesar's or was it um I don't know which one it was, but or, one, one of them paid, down. one of them didn't. One of them said, fuck you. And they were like, oh, okay, boom, we're shutting everything down. Now they wish they'd paid. Yeah, you but know? if you pay, doesn't that just create the incentive structure that we're going to keep? Maybe, but they, the other one did pay and they left them alone. Like they negotiated. They said, we want 8 million. They said, eh, let's, let's talk about this. And they negotiated it down to, let's say, 6 million. Yeah. And they paid them and everything was fine. The other company that came in, whoever it was, um, that they, they said, oh, we're not going to do that. Fuck you. And they went, okay, watch this. Boom. Guarantee. They did such damage to them and how much money they were losing every single day as a result of that. Yeah. I promise you next time they pay. Maybe, but it's like when you're getting bullied in school, the best way not to get bullied is to be difficult to bully. Like yeah. you punch back. You know what I mean? If you just let kids bully you every day, they're going to keep coming back for more. You know, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I can't. No, I, I agree with you, but I mean, this is, I, I see what you're saying, but you, when you have, um, cause you're draining millions of dollars daily. Yeah. I was going to say when, when you've got a board of directors, it's, it's more like, Hey, let's just make it super difficult for them next time. Yeah. You know, um, so let's see if this is possible. Let's have a backup system just in case, like they'll probably make it as difficult as possible. But at some point if they, and I'm sure that they must have given them, shown them something like, hey, look, we're going to do something. It's going to be about five minutes. It's going to be a problem for you. We're going to turn everything back on. Otherwise, we're shutting your system down. So I'm sure they showed them. So if they make it, so I'm sure that they, now they'll go back, fix whatever problem that is, and it, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. But most of those things happen as a result of uh, just like social engineering. You know, it's not because, mean? I mean, it, it, most hacks are not as a result of somebody getting in the system. You know, it's not like a swordfish, you know, I've got this special code and I'm imp- I'm downloading it and I've got them. We're in, I'm in, you know, you know, it's more like, you know, it's, they call, 
customer service and then they say, I'm so-and-so and I work here and can you fight? But I, for some reason, I'm locked out of this. Can you forward me to Jim so-and-so? Sure. They forward the call or the email. Next thing you know, it's Jim's like, oh, hey, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, how's it going? And he thinks he's Bob. And yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm locked out of the system. Can you give me my uh, – reset my passcode? Like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I understand. Right. Really, it's some guy in, in North Korea. Right. And next thing you know, boom, he's now in the system and he's got access to $50 million and he starts siphoning off the money over the next two days or three days and you don't catch it till a couple millions gone. And you're like, oh my God, they hacked us. <laughs> Did they? Really hacking? It's Well, how often does it happen in regular businesses? You say, oh, I'll cut this little corner here. Because I don't want to have to go through all the the systems, and yeah, the all the all the, all the different things I'm supposed to do. I'm, well, technically, I'm you know the guy the the manual says I'm supposed to call so and so and do a system reset of nah, fuck it, bro. Might use my code. It's five five zero two. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I know it's Jim. He's right down. Look, I say, hey Jim, hey. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you say, Jim's, but- Jim's talking to somebody else on the phone. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm like a, a nerd or whatever, but I I always hate cutting those corners for that reason. Like I don't want to be the guy that's responsible for the you know the entire system imploding. Eh, you got to get know? another job. Like at schools, for example, schools. You know, with all these school shootings that are happening, there's all these different regulations that are being put into place. And one of those would be like you can only go in and out of this one door. Teachers only in and out of this one door, and never leave the back door open. You know, teacher's like, ah, eh, my car's right out there. Nothing's going to happen. I'll just, I'll just keep the door propped with this rock for a few minutes. Then, boom, it only takes one time that you break that regulation where some the wrong person gets in the back right. door. Um, did you see, uh, there's, there's actually a TikTok with uh, Julian. Um, he's got Jim, there, there, he's got a buddy named Jim, or the guy that's been on his show. He's a retired FBI agent where he goes to like a, an, a prep school like a, a super like top shelf prep school and, and is able to walk right in it, and they've the security guard, they stop him. He's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm with such and such. And I'm checking out the, you know, I'm checking out the, the prep school for my kid. And then the, guy, then the guy's like, yeah, 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 go on in. And he just yeah. walks right in. He said, yeah, I sounded confident. He believed me. He didn't check. Boom. I'll walk right in. He's like, I'm a grown man walking through a school un you know, uh, um, unattended, like that should not have happened. Like I'm walking through a middle school right now. Yeah. I could, you know, who knows? Well, I think that's because most people don't walk around with their antennas up. They're not like well, most hyper focused. Looking, they're just not looking for fraud. It, right. They're not. Here's what I what I always tell people when they're like, well, how do we stop this? How do we, well, you have to realize that you have to think foremost, this could be fraud. You don't have to be rude or anything, but you do have to think fraud's a possibility. And what I always noticed when I would walk into a, a bank, if something didn't seem right and it showed up on their system, what they didn't think was fraud, even if it said fraud alert. Mm. Like, and what happens is you pull your credit. Like, for instance, the problem is you do see fraud alerts. For instance, let's say I pulled your credit. Even if I pull your credit and I'm, I'm at Bank of America and I pull your credit, not that the people in the bank actually ever see your credit, but let's assume that somebody does see your credit. And they pull your, let's say you're a mortgage broker and I pull your credit right then it shows up. It's going to say fraud alert on yours because the problem is at some point somebody has pulled your you've you have applied for something and it, it has said like I don't know what your middle name is let's say it's you know Ralph uh, you know Mark R um, Savat 
And then there's going to be another one where it's going to be Ralph Savant, or it's going to be, and then, so right now, guess what? That's an alias. You now have an alias alert. It's going to say fraud alert, alias, and it's going to have two different versions of of your name. Now, the person, me, who pulled it, they're going to, okay, that's not a big deal. I know. I understand the problem. The other thing is, every time you've moved fraud alert, multiple addresses. (gasps) Wow. He's using different, fraud alert, uh, uh, multiple, and they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I understand, but he said he lives here, and- this address, last time it was pulled was two years ago, and this is a new address, so that's fine. They swipe it, no big deal. What happens is people are programmed to look for an explanation. Interesting, so yeah. if something is wrong on a W-2 or a pay stub or your, your bank statement or something you've said, instead of going, oh, okay, um, hold on a second. Or making a note, okay, I'll, ch- I'll okay, I understand. And making a note and continuing, and then going and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go to talk to my manager real quick to see about something," and walking off and saying, "Listen, this is what the guy just told me. This doesn't make sense. And here's what he gave me. Look at his W two. Yeah. Instead of saying that, what they do instead is they say, "Oh, I don't understand. Your W two says this. You said this, but that's not what your pay stub says. That gives you an opportunity." To make an to give an explanation to give an explanation. and people are probably looking for an explanation as a broker or a loan officer. I want an explanation. Like it doesn't. I don't make any money if I catch someone committing fraud. I don't even get an yeah. attaboy. So what what I always say is like you really should incentivize. Like because I'll do the like cyber conferences and stuff where I do like keynote speaking, and they'll say, "Well, how do you do that?" I'm like, "Well, you have to incentivize people." Where it's like, look, every time you're employ if that loan goes through he might make a hundred dollars or he might make you know thirty five hundred dollars so you have to incentivize him to catch yeah. the fraud you know even if it's a quick hundred bucks like hey boom that we went back we checked this we checked this yeah no it's fraud this guy's committing fraud right now we just called the we just called his bank these are fake we just called here this is fake we called his employer the guy's been working there for a month yeah. He said two years and he gave us a two two W2s that are not from them. So you just caught fraud. Great. Attaboy. Then I'd start people would start looking. Be more for vigilant. It. Yeah, right. you got to look at like what's it costing us in fraud? How much is walking right. out the door? Anything, even especially if it was it doesn't have to be like the equivalent of what, what I would have gotten had that gone through. Because it probably even deters fraudsters from actually going through your bank if they know, hey, they have an incentive program. Right to actually catch fraudsters and rope them up and they'll par- prosecute heavily. Right. Yeah, but you're seeing a lot of uh, retail outlets don't even bother with shoplifting anymore because oh, man, they're afraid of the bad press on the back end. Bad press, it's insane. Like I, that, that some, you know, you see the stuff in California and Chicago and it's insane. I was watching, I think it was a CNN interview. They were in, I think it was a Walgreens. And while they were doing the 30 minute interview, they watched three people walk out the door without yeah. paying. They're like, did they, did they? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, did they? They're like, no, they just, no. That's great. There was another guy in, I think it was California. It might've been uh, Washington. They have a rule where they won't prosecute any shoplifting that's under a thousand dollars, right? So we marked everything in the store at a thousand and one dollars, and then just gave coupons at the front at the front counter, so they could nice. still prosecute you. That's amazing. That's just unbelievable. I actually worked in loss prevention at Target. This is years ago, and they don't do this anymore. By the way, loss prevention. They had you had like a security suit on. Uh, they even gave us handcuffs too. And then our job was to go up and find people who were shoplifting at the front. And say, oh, you forgot to ring up this right. this TV that's underneath the cart or whatever. Right. Some people did not like getting their receipts checked. By the way, but 
that's what we did. But I remember the first day on the job, we had an undercover guy who's ex-military. His name was Dorian. This guy was really, really intense. My first day on the job, I'm like, I'm just here to collect my 12 bucks an hour or whatever. Right. He's a super intense dude. He goes, and I remember him giving me a call on the radio. He goes, yo, Mark. I need you to hop in. We've got one. <laughs> we got a hot one. I need you to hop into the hop into the CCTV room. So I hop in the CCTV room and I'm looking. He's like, "There's there's a guy here in menswear. He's he's stuffing underwear down his shirt." And I was like, "All right, okay, cool. I got him because we have to record it. We got it." And he's like, he's like, he's following him around the store. This guy's like, doesn't he's not like he's like a homeless guy. He's putting yeah. like you know t-shirts and underwear and shirt. He's like, "All right, all right, okay. Oh, it looks like he's going to head out garden now. I need you to run out there." So. I'm sprinting outside down to garden where the back exit is. And he's on the radio. He's like, okay, he's, he's passing the palm trees. He's passing the mulch. All right, he's coming. He's getting ready to walk out, get ready. So the, this guy walks out and he says, no, Mark, no. I pop out and go, <laughs> I go, sir. And then this guy, Dorian, he comes running behind him and tackles him from behind. All of a sudden, this is my that first day. time. All that of a, a sudden, different. we're in a skirmish with this guy on the ground. We're cuffing him up. And it's over like, you know, I mean, it's just over like a couple hundred dollars of, of worth of menswear. This is my first day on the job. I'm like, holy cow. But to your point, there's no way you're doing this anymore. No. No, no. way. No. Yeah, there was this guy on TikTok. Did, uh, <laughs> he was like Home Depot asset protection or whatever. And he would uh, snatch these people at the door, like chase them down, grab their stuff. <laughs> And he would make their, t- he would record the security footage and he would record it like it's highlight tape. He'd like, boom, coming in, like, boom, got him. Like he's trying to run. And then uh, eventually they like let him go. Yeah, they'll like, fire him. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like his thing viral. He's like, look at this, like, I tackled him. Like, so literally like this little highlight tape that he's recording his security footage. Oh my God. I mean, it's just such a weird time. <laughs> no, it really was- is. It's just weird. Yeah, because everyone's trying to find the gotcha moments. Like even in that New York subway where there's the the dude is like walking around, he's like threatening to stab people, and then um, the military vet, vet um, Daniel Penny tackles him, bring him, brings him to the floor, floor with three other people because he's threatening to murder and kill people. Right. And now he's, he's got a knife. Yeah, he's got a knife. And now Daniel Penny is being, I don't know if he had a knife at the time or not, but he was threatening. At the very least, don't fact, or fact check okay. me. He was at least threatening to hurt people. Daniel Penny and three other people, two, one of which at least was a black man, end up bringing this guy down, subduing him. During the course of it, the guy ended up dying. And now Daniel Penny is on, like he's being accused of like manslaughter and he's he's going to get roped up, maybe go to prison for trying to protect subway passengers. Mind you, after this happened, all the subway passengers were clapping. They're like, thank you. We're so appreciative. Doesn't matter. White man, uh, black, black victim. I'm going to use the word victim, although I don't know that, you know, black perpetrator, you know, whatever. Huge news story. And it's just so backwards to me. Like, why would I ever stick my neck out for, for anyone somebody? else? No, no. Why would yeah. I ever? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Luckily I don't live in my house. Yeah, there's just no reason to anyway. Well, I guess it's you know, Daniel Penny's not going to have to do it next time because you've got robots inside New York City subways that'll do it for you. And you know, I got to see the robots. I got. I don't understand what the robots are. Like, what? What they don't like? What do they look like? It, it right now it looks like a big garbage can. It looks like R two D two. So it's not. It's just going to be going around getting video. But I mean, that's just the first. That's just the first amalgamation. I mean, pretty soon they're going to be shooting tear gas and all kinds of gnarly stuff, man. It's going to, 
It's going to get weird. I, I got to talk about another thing okay. though, that, you know, this is not a fraud, but to me, it's, it's going to be one of the most damaging things to young, to young people. It's, it's deep fakes. We talked about deep fake a little bit. Do you have, right. do you have kids? Me? Yeah. Uh, I do, but yeah. So I've got a seven year old daughter and you know, I can see her going to school and having this happening to her. So there's a, a famous Twitch streamer. His name is Atrioc. And he was live on stream. And some people noticed that there were some deep fake on his screen. And this deep fake was of these other very famous Twitch streamers, Sweet Anita, Maya Higa, QT Cinderella. These are Twitch streamers. They're not interested. Right, right. But what, what is happening is They're these- Putting their faces on. Putting their face on. Right. Right. And it's not hard to do. This is like pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I got, I downloaded that app where you could put my face on like, you know, Brad Pitt when he's fighting with, you know, in, in Troy where he runs up and stabs the other guy and I'm standing there. I'm all buff like Brad Pitt in my face. And I did a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. I actually did Tommy. I did Tommy. I put Tommy on like some woman's some, some woman's face and sent it to him. He got all irritated and upset about it. Yeah, MSCS yeah. Media. Shout out to Tommy. Tommy, yeah. dude. Um, He's hilarious. But how, like, I got a seven-year-old daughter. Like, imagine she's 13, 14 years old. She comes into school. It's after summer break. She just broke up with her boyfriend. And the boyfriend's like, I'll show that. I'll yeah, show yeah, that. Yeah. And then he he deepfakes the He sends it out to everyone at school. Her reputation, like, especially a young kid. Like, I don't know about you. Like, Nowadays, like, you know, whatever. You want to talk bad about me on the internet, I don't care. But if you're 13, it's like your entire life. So the problem with that is now it's that's that is like dissemination of even if the uh, actress is, you know, 20 something years old, you put her face on it. I was mm. in prison with a guy that got, I want to say three or four, he got the mandatory minimum. I want to say it was four years. Because he had downloaded uh, manga. Like manga, like the cartoons, the, the, the Japanese cartoons. Because like. the law says the way it's written is images. doesn't say photographs. doesn't say film. It's images of wow. underage. And what happened was he had been chatting with someone in a, in a manga. So manga, a lot of these guys have some issues, right? That That's a big pull because a lot of it is they have these underage girls in manga that uh, Japanese girls. So this guy's on a site where he's talking about um, trading manga and there was the FBI kind of, they stay in those sites to pick up guys that are looking for underage girls. Yeah. And so this guy's talking, he ends up talking to an FBI agent and the FBI agent's talking about trading this manga, um, you know, series and this one, have you ever read this? And they're having a conversation and the guy says, Hey, by the way, have you ever seen this manga? It's like a, and the guy's like, no, I've never seen that. He's like, yeah, you ought to get it. Wow. And so he's like, yeah, I'm not really interested. So they go back and forth. The guy mentions it several times. Then he says, you're telling you it is amazing. You have to see this. It's really amazing. And so the guy's like, you know, it was like nine bucks. So I, he pays $9 or whatever it is. And the guy sends it. And it's a little five-minute. But what it is is it's a couple of Akuza pull up in like a van and they kidnap a Japanese schoolgirl wow. who's clearly 13, 14 years old. And cartoon. It's cartoon. Bring her somewhere, tie her up, you know, abuse her, Ugh. and then drop her off. Well, he downloaded it. It's on his computer. He watched it. 
The FBI shows up. They indict him and show up a few to- few days later. They indict him. And the FBI arrested. agent w- actually sent him. Yeah, the, sent him the, to. Oh, that's video. not. They do that all the time. Um, the, the, but the way the law reads is that it's possession. You don't even have to necessarily have watched it if you just possess it on your computer. But this guy watched it. So he he watched it. He possessed it. So he was like, um, they were like, look, you know, plead guilty. You don't have to go to jail. He's like, are you out of your mind? He's like, I'm going to trial. He goes to trial. He loses. He gets four years. Hmm. He was in Coleman. There's multiple guys. Like there's a guy that the same thing. There was a guy we called him. And I know I've told this story before. His name was, um, oh God, no, I don't know his name, but they called him uh, uh, Harry Potter. He played ping pong all the time. He was amazing. But he looked just like Harry Potter. So he was probably 22, 23 years old. He got, I want to say he got, he got a chunk of time. Maybe it was, I'm probably wrong. I'm going to say six or seven years. I, I probably, sure. I'm probably wrong. At the very least, he got four years because that was like the mandatory minimum. Yeah. What he did was he had been dating a girl, started dating her when he was 14 or 15 years old. They started having, they were having sex. At some point, he's like 19 and she's 18 or something. She ends up, he finds out she's cheating on him with one of his good friends. The, the kid who's now 19 or so is infuriated with his, his girlfriend. And what does he do? He starts sending out, I don't know if it was pictures or video, but he starts shooting out, let's say photographs, naked photographs of his, at the time, 14 or 15 year old girlfriend that he was having sex with at the time. He's also young. Start shooting out these photographs. Mm. Well, the mom finds out. Or a friend of a friend, eventually they all find out, the mom finds out, the mom contacts the authorities, the authorities, the local cops or whoever are saying, well, this is in our within our wheelhouse because it's over the internet. They contact the FBI, FBI comes in, they indict the kid. He says, what are you talking about? I think he, I want to say he might've gone to trial. He's like, wait, there's pictures of me and my girlfriend. They're like, yeah, but you're 19 years old and th- this is Hmm. He fights, so he says, I'm, I'm, I, th- I want to say he went to trial, but he may not have. He may have just taken a plea. Whatever it was, he ends up getting, and I once again, I'm not positive. I think it was like six years. He ends up getting like six years. He played, ten, ten, he played uh, ping pong for, you know, so he was sharing years. And- just so I'm clear on, on what, what's, what he's doing here, when he was in the romantic relationship with this girl, they were both minors. Yes. Right. And, but he shared out, he had pictures of her nude that he shared out. I mean, and, and I mean, you know, having sex, they're having sex. Right. Now we're, we're talking about like photographs of him and his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. But now he's 19 or 20. Yeah. And but you're still distributing video of a minor with right, like right. intent to harm that person. Right. I, I, I agree. But in his mind, because there is no intent attached to that crime. Well, the intent okay. is to do damage to no, her, No, no, I'm right? saying when, when they write you. So a lot of crimes, you have to have the intent to do something, right? Okay. So with that crime, there's no intent. It's like saying, like you simply have it on your computer. You can say, yeah, yeah, but I never looked at it or I downloaded it and I didn't know what it was and I never looked at it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You have possession of it. You're going to jail. Yeah, but my intent wasn't to download this. Yeah. Listen, I, I know guys, I, I know a guy that was locked up and I actually saw his paperwork. He went to someone and was asking to buy um, dumps of information for credit cards. And the FBI agent that he stumbled upon in this dark web uh, that he was was 
was trying to sell, was trying to disseminate, hey, do you want to buy this? I don't have that, but I have this. And he's like, no, I don't want that. Yeah, but I have this. I, what about, he's like, I'm not interested in that. Eventually, the FBI agent comes along. And he says, look, I can, here's what I can do. I can give you the credit card information you want, and I'll go ahead and I'll throw in some videos too. Some, you know, some videos of movies and this and that. And he sticks in a video of child pornography. Just trying to like upsell almost. And so the guy downloads it and they come and they indict him and they grab his computer. And guess what? You have child on your computer. And he says, yeah, I know. But I, I, when I actually did click on it and I watched it for like a second or something, I realized that I turned it off. And they're like, yeah, we understand, but you, oh, you possess it. Yeah. Yeah. But my intent was not to, was not to download it. He put it in there. Like I didn't even know he was. It was in there. It was just mo- random movies. Isn't there. that entrapment though? It is entrapment. There is, entrapment is not a defense in the federal system. Wow. And guess what? I was locked up with him. He he went to prison. I mean, he went to prison for it. Wow. And it, you know, and his lawyer was like, "Look, what do you want to do? Do you want to go in front of a jury and explain to a jury, hey, I just was bu- was trying to download your credit card information so I could run up your credit cards, mm. and in and, and so they're gonna one." That's what you have to do. You have to get on the stand and say, I'm a credit card thief and I do credit cards and these guys stuck this in here and I'm not guilty of that. They're willing to give you four years. But if you go to trial, then they're going to hit you for every image that made up that entire film. You could get 40, oh, wow. oh, you can get hundreds of years, but they most likely would give them like 15 or 20. See, it doesn't seem like the right way to actually fight right. child no, trafficking. Right, you know? like to me, that. That's not child traffic. Child traffic is you, tra- you yeah. a child. Right, right, right. I'm right. not saying that guys that look at that intentionally aren't perverts and weirdos, but I'm saying that things like what we're what we're talking about, taking an image and putting it on there, like, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like disseminating that they'll look at like people think, oh, you're ruining her reputation. Listen, it's worse than that. This guy, you can you can like it's not just ruining her your daughter's reputation. That's prison time. Like yeah. you don't understand what you've just done. Like that's serious. It's more serious than my daughter's being made fun of from her classmates. Way more serious. Yeah, you could be go. Yeah, like you could you go, said, to you could go to prison. Prison, especially if you're over eighteen. I guess right. Be, yeah. So it's it's that's a serious serious issue. I wonder if that's how it's going to get end up getting litigated in the the future because this is definitely going to become a problem. You know, there's definitely going to be. I, I think based on the law, it 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 would be. Yeah. Especially and keep in mind too. Like I, 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 well, you know, so it's not, you know, what's crazy to me is kids do dumb things. 18 year olds do some really stupid things without thinking like she broke up with me. I hate her. I'll show her. That's exactly like, like they're not thinking clearly that that's not, you're not, you're not thinking a grown man would go, I'm angry. I'm upset, but that would be really over the top. Like that wouldn't be proportionate to what's happened. Um, Yeah, I I definitely. And what's so funny, too, is people don't realize, like, it depends on the prosecutor. One prosecutor would look at that and be like, come on, man, the guy sent that, you know, he's a jerk. Let's, did you scare him? Is he scared? Okay, let's scare him a little bit, you know, but that's it. We're not going to, I'm not sending this kid to prison for four years. Like, I have to send him four years. I can't do it for six months. I can't even give him probation. He's got to go to prison. Based on the law, I either, he either goes to jail for, for four years or he gets nothing. I'm sorry, I'm not sending him to prison for four years. Is he an asshole? He's an asshole. But I'm not going to send him to prison. He didn't realize what he was doing. So, but other other prosecutors will say, "That's it. How Go many photographs? He's getting 12 years." And they'd be like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. He made a mistake. He's an idiot." Well, I think what there needs to be is there needs to be established, clear 
penalties that are transparent. Like, so that when, you know, when that high school kid says, hey, I'm going to show Teresa right. a thing or two, his boy will say, yeah, you know, that's five to 10. I wouldn't do that, you know, because I think right now with again all these different AI scams and crimes that are popping up, like it's not clear what's right, you know, what's copyright free. What's okay? What's not okay? Or what? What's going to get you federal time versus you know, what, civil? I was going to say what they should do, which they'll never do. First of all, in, just in high school or ju- ju- junior high and high school, they should teach a class on just you know based. Well, let's face it, credit, finance, yeah. you know, which they don't um, unless it's a private school. Um, the other thing is, I would it would be amazing if you taught like the federal a, a class on federal sentencing guidelines on just the law wow it would terrify people if they were like what, what, what are you saying so no no you don't understand i am not a i'm not a um i'm not a drug trafficker like i you can't give me 20 years i'm not a drug trafficker well you're selling marijuana yeah but i only sell dime bags how often do you sell them how mm. long have you been doing well well you know i sell a little here a little there okay right let's add that up Okay, so so far in the last two years, you do a little here, a little there. So far in the last two years, okay, you're up to selling. You've sold 50 pounds of weed. No, I only sell. Add it up. You add it up, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, but it's over two years. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how long the conspiracy has been going on. You've sold 20 pounds or 50 pounds or however many pounds of weed. And based on the guidelines, here's where you stand. And guess what? You're going to do five years. What? Like people don't realize that when everybody I've ever met who sells drugs, when they get arrested for selling drugs and they tell them the amount that how many pounds they've sold or kilos, they're always like, I've never seen that much in my life. No, you haven't. Not at one time. Yeah. And not just that. Guess what? The, the guy, the guy who wore a wire on you, he's going to say what they do is this. They end up getting you to sell more and more. Okay. So first it's, you know, they, you buy whatever, you know, you know, an eighth of a key, right? Yeah. And then they go, bro, can you get, can you get me half a key? Yeah. I can get you half a key. Cool, bro. Cool. Now you just half a key. How how much would it, what would it cost if I bought a whole key? I want a whole key because I want a discount. Right. And you say, okay, well, it's going to take me a little bit of time, but I can get it. Well, now the guy that's going to get on a stand, oh, I bought, I bought keys. I bought half keys. I've been buying from this guy for for months, yeah, for, or, or years. Wow! Like I got pinched after I've been buying from him for years, and he's going to lie to the prosecutor and say, "Oh, I've been buying half a key every week or two because he wants to make you sound like a big fish, so he gets time off of his sentence." Like I got a guy who's moving a couple keys a month. The truth is, this guy's moving a quarter of a key a month at best, right? But you're relying on this person. We want to be able to tell the jury he's a big fish. He goes to trial. Either you plead guilty to twenty, you know, twenty or thirty keys of cocaine, or you go to trial and we'll and and we'll instead of you taking ten years, you're going to get thirty. And you know this guy will get on the stand, and we have you cold. We've got you on wire. We've got you on video. You're done. Yeah. So it, it's 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 a like if you taught that in. If you taught that in the school system, kids would go, that can't be right. Like, no, no, you want me to list? I'll get four guys in here right now. You can show them a video of guys going, I'm doing 20 years. Yeah, I was a 19-year-old. Here's what I was doing. Boom, I got 20 years. Hey, I'm so-and-so. This is what I was doing. But when I got into court, this is how they added it up, and this is what I was looking at. Here's the sentencing guidelines. This is where I fell right here. Guess what? 
That's a 30-year sentence. I got lucky. I was able to cooperate. They gave me 19 years. It's like a Ponzi scheme because now you have to go wrap in the next person who wraps in the next person. Well, the whole the system's person. based on that. If, if you wouldn't give cooperation, then the entire system would break down because there's – or you'd have to say, hey, we're not going to make these – we're not going to prosecute any crimes under this. And you see what happens when they do that. So people mm. are like, well, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, I know. But if you don't, then you see what happens then you end up having shoplifters come in and buy and, and steal everything under $1,000. Right. Same thing with drugs. I only move this much. Why? Because if you add it up, it never amounts to more than this. So I can do this all day long. Wow. Yeah. You know? Or you say, hey, eliminate, don't make drugs illegal at all. Just make them completely legal and let let Pfizer, you know, put them out and you get a prescription and that's it. And we tape, dump all that money in law enforcement and prisons and we dump it into re drug rehabs. I would definitely be more in line with that. I mean, yeah. that makes more that, sense that to me. That makes sense to me. That's the way to go. Yeah. The fact that, what is it? A, a class, a class, I can't remember, a Schedule D drug or whatever, like marijuana right. being like one of the worst drugs in the world. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like nobody really believes that. No, it's so stupid. It's just it, a way of roping people into these huge And, and all of it is just, they're all just sound bites to get elected. Yeah. You know, those, those laws all ended up being... Um, put into the the system and and voted into law because of because it sounded good. Yeah, and nobody oh. wants to be the person to I guess to end the criminalization of marijuana. Although, no, no, because somebody's going to kill somebody or do this or do that, and they're going to blame you, and they don't want to be that guy because they want to get reelected. Yeah, the way to do that is to say, hey, guess what? You can only run for three terms, even in Congress. Yeah, we don't uh, have any more career politicians. You know, psychedelics are another thing I think that are picking up a lot of steam, big money. I was actually talking to. Paul Hutchinson, he's the uh, executive producer for the Sound of Freedom movie. He's a he's a billionaire real estate investor. He was his character was in the movie. Okay, um, but we were talking about how to stop child trafficking. He said, "Well, you need to kill the demand." I'm like, "How the hell you do? How the hell do you do that?" Right? And he said, "Well, there's some really good evidence coming out that psychedelics used in a very uh, strategic way, no, microdosing, right? Exactly can can actually kill." or rewire the neuro neurology neur neur neurology in right. the brain. It can start to create new neurologic pathways that prevent that sort of desire. And I was like, wow, like a minute ago, you were t we were talking about tithing and reading the Bible. Now you're talking about psychedelics to solve these, these weird brain issues. And um, yeah, I don't know. It, like the fact that all this stuff gets roped in with, with serious... Narcotics I, is silly. No, no, I know. I mean, it's so stupid. There's so many. There, there's so many things that just absolutely don't make sense. It, it just, it's just in the world in general. Let alone the United States and the laws and the court structure. Like, you know, I've, we have this. I've had these conversations where people are like, you know, you know, oh, well, you know, the court system and the, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a corrupt system and it's this and it's that and you know, it, it, it's actually a pretty reasonable system. But the people that run the system are humans. Yeah. You know, and, and humans are, are corrupt and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to overreach and they're going to do, you know, anytime you can, you can design a perfect system, you know, you probably can't, but let's just say you could design a perfect system. Well, the moment you say, okay, and now I'm going to give it to these humans to right. run. Well, now we have a problem. They're manipulative and they're, they're corrupt and they're going to make mistakes and they're lazy and they're stupid. And they, they, like I said, they overreach. And so that's a problem. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, and it's the same thing. I've, I've mentioned this before on podcasts where it's like, like something that's ridiculous. Like the, it's like 80, 85% of sex offenders, you know, admit that they were sexually molested as children. 
So yeah. it's like, wow, like you were created. Like it's sad. It's it's it. They're victims first, and it, yeah. and, and my heart goes out to them. But now you're a monster. Yeah, you, you can't know? perpetrate, and that's right. that was kind of Paul's point. He brought it's, up some. It's sad, you know, in psychedelics as being a, a way of trying to. Prevent like, that lions are cute puppies. I mean, they're cute when they're babies and yeah. you play with them, but then they grow up and they're lions and you can't let lions, you can't let monsters roam the countryside. Like, no. you know, these were little kids that were innocent once and someone destroyed them and now they're destroying people. Well, and it's like, oh, but this happened to me and I'm a victim. Yeah, I know. But now you got to go to prison, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. There's but, no, there's no excuse. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the behavior can't. Because there's tons of people that go through horrific things as children that didn't end up being a monster. Yeah. You were already some kind of programming wasn't quite right. Yeah. And you can't, so you just can't be out here anymore. You know, so it's like, I feel bad for you, but you can't be out here, bro. You got to go. Yeah. You, you know, you're a sure. weird, you're for a weirdo. For sure. Like you're, you're, well, you're doing weird stuff. I mean, I hope you know? I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the United States getting this stuff under control. There obviously there's a lot of, fears like what's amazing is how bad is it other places oh man i wouldn't want to be anywhere else i wouldn't be no people are always talking about oh well over here over there like i don't i don't necessarily buy that it's kind of funny we see like gays for palestine and you're like (laughs) do you know what it'd be like like for you if you were there yeah go yeah check it out go i will i will buy the plane ticket bro drink a margarita on the beach great yeah document it Put it on TikTok. Let everybody know. I guarantee you only you only have to send over four or five of them. And when those when those videos come back and hit the internet, they're gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We're good. I'm not going. I'm yeah, good. it's it's uh, it's good here. I think it's, so. It's good. Listen, getting out. You get out of prison. You get out of prison. And I mean, everything that everybody out here bitches about. I love it out here. Like there's like to me like there's like other than just the insanity of just. People are just kind of idiots. Like life is good out here. At its worst, it's pretty good. It's like, you know, it's like pizza. You know, even bad pizza is pretty good. <laughs> and that's, you know. Even with pineapple on yeah, it. Yeah, I love right. pineapple. Talking about, I love pineapple. <laughs> I love Hawaiian pizza, right? Remember yeah, that man. came out? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. As long as I, as long as we can keep like the innocent until proven guilty. I think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. Although, what's happening to Russell Brand right now? Like, he hasn't been proven guilty of anything. I'm not saying that he did or didn't. I don't matter. know, but just like, an accusation. Demonetizing him. What I can't remember the country. I want to say it was England. The one of these countries actually tried to get him demonetized on Rumble. They said, "Hey, we kind of suggest that you know, do you really want right. people like this on your platform generating income?" He's just been accused. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what's amazing is that all you need is an accusation, and, and and people will blatantly lie. People have no problem just blatantly lying just because they think, "Oh, well, I'm justified." You're justified. Like yeah. that's that's not justified. That's disgusting. Like the person that is accused of that, and the problem is there's never any recourse. It's like that that. That guy, remember the, the high school student that was accused of rape? Some girl accused him of rape. He went to prison <clears throat> for rape. And then he got out. And when he got out, she actually hit him up on Facebook. Wow. And admits on Facebook she made it up. And so, so what? there is no recourse for that? No. So she, she, she did it. She said she did it so they could sue the school board because she had seen where a, another girl tried to sue the school board, but the rape happened off of school, uh, outside of school. So she knew she had to say that it happened in school. 
So she came up with a scenario where she said that they got into an, an elevator and he attacked her or whatever in school on school grounds and she knew to say that and she accused him. So he then was like, look, it's not a big deal. It's over. I want to move on. And so she's flirting with, she's like, plus you were the high school, like you were, you were a big time star and, you know, and I, I knew I'd get some wow. cachet from that. So he, he plays up to her, gets her to come over and brings the conversation up again. But this time he videos it. Wow! Yeah. So it it his his it ends up getting expunged, right? Like he brings it uh, back and uh, shows the videotape, and he gets his his um, his criminal record expunged. But he also did like seven to ten years. Yeah, or you, like that. you. And she gets nothing, by the way. She she's no, nothing happens to her. Just you know, from beginning to end, we're talking about incentive structures. Yeah, and like you cannot be falsely accusing because you know what that does also. It's it's the boy who cried wolf, or in this case, the girl who cried wolf. Right. The more time you're crying wolf, people start to not even regard the actual real crime that's that's happening. You know, rape, horrible, horrible, horrible thing, right? But if everyone over here is saying rape, 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 and it's not rape, when it actually does happen, everyone's going to be their ears going to be closed, right? And that's that is, I mean, believe all women actually hurts women tremendously. Yeah, I think, you know, shocking. Well, now that we've completely scared everyone, so now that we're completely demonetized, like I mean, we've mentioned, we've mentioned rape, we've met, like Colby's like, we've mentioned rape, we've met, so you, he's gonna be like bleep 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 bleep. bleep. <laughs> Who knows what else you know we can mention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've well, done me a real, uh, real favor here, by the way. Thank you for coming. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to be here to speak to the great Matt Cox and uh yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we're just raising alarm so that people are aware. That that <laughs> Do you want to talk about anything for your channel? I mean, all this stuff is, you know, is, is, is like listen. But your channel's about entrepreneurs. Hey, but, you know, listen, I'm what I like to cover is disruption. Okay. How how are how is the world being disrupted? And and quite frankly, once I start going down the rabbit hole of AI and the implications of AI, it's clear to me that it changes every single life across the board, professionally, personally, um, and, and quite frankly, being aware of the new scams I think is really important to me. I know everyone is going to DM me and everyone's going to leave comments like, "Oh, Mark, that's old news. I already knew about yeah. it." Yeah, but there are people that don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of people that don't know. Well, it, you know, there's the the comment section is you know. Like Danny says, is accessible. You know what's interesting to me? You know, there's a lot of people that say they want to be like big YouTubers and whatnot. If you're not getting hate, you're not you're not going yeah. hard enough. You yeah, <laughs> I love that that I, I whatever meme or TikTok or whatever you call it is is uh, where the person says, look, if you're if you're watching, if you're hate, if you're hating on me, but you're watching all my stuff, you're a fan, right? You know, it, that's true. Like I got people in the comment section that almost every single video say something negative. Yeah. You're watching the videos though. Like, what are you doing? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, if, and if people aren't upset by what you're saying, you're probably not. Right. Yeah. You have to be offending somebody. You have to. Yeah, you have to be. And it's not because I go out with the intent of offending people. Yeah. There's some people are just going to be offended no matter what you say. There's, you can literally, you could be offended about anything. I could like see your chair over and be like, man, my dad fell and broke his back in a chair. Listen, I just, bro, I used to have Trump paintings up here. 
he's not offensive. It was, it, listen, people would go nuts. Yeah. I'm not, I'm unsubscribing. I was like, oh my God. Jessica Kent came. She's like, could you take the Trump painting down? I was like, of course, no problem. I took it down. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, it's a big seller. I'm good. You know, I took, but yeah, people, people will get offended about anything. People will be offended because of what the, the conversation, we part of the conversation we just had, they'll be offended by it. Oh, for sure. Just because, you know, you, uh, just because I said, look, those people are victims at one point. You scumbag, you're gone. Yeah, the, people, the, the truth offends people at, at for some reason. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I still just like you said though. I have. I hold no. Like no. I, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's happened to you. What What matters is what are the actions. Yeah, yeah. That you've taken, and I. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, look, I you know, I I get it, but now you're a monster. Like it's you know, it's like a serial killer. It's like you know, okay. Well, I had a bad childhood and I get it and I feel for you and I'm sorry, but you're cutting people's heads off. Like, it's not right. Yeah. You can't be doing that. What are you doing? You got to go to prison. No, no, you don't understand. My mom was mean to me and I feel for you. That's horrible. Yeah. Bad mom. You did cut off 12 people's heads. Life is, at the end of the day, life is suffering. Everyone has something. Right. You know, it's like whenever you walk into a big room, you're always worried about your, you know, that when you get that insecure feeling, I know that every single other person in the room has something. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, my hair is not right. I've got some gray hair coming in. Nobody, nobody cares. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I was talking to someone the other day who was launching a podcast and she's like, do you have any advice for me? I'm saying big piece of advice. If you're doing your job right, based on what you want to do, you want to have a big show. You want people to, to follow you based on your goals. Just be aware that people are going to, they're going to piss on you. People are not, they're going to get angry. They're going to send you hate. You got to be ready now. Because it has, to, I was telling this to my daughter the other, not this exact, my daughter got a bad grade on a test and she, and she made this comment. She said, I'm so stupid. She's seven. I said, ah, stop it. Stop it right there. I could take her into the bathroom. I said, look in the mirror. And I said, I want you to say this after me. I am great. I am powerful. I'm a bad mamma jamma. And at first she was laughing. She's like, right. oh my God, that's funny. Dude. And, and I said it again. And I said it again. And, all, and then she started to say it with me. And because if there's one thing I can do with my daughter, it's instill that sense of, of, of self-confidence because the world, especially this world that we're looking at is going to dump on you all day, every day. Yeah. And if you're not strong in here, you're going to be, you're, you know, you're going to be dead. You're going to be weak. And I don't, I don't want that for her. I don't want that for my kids. No, no. Yeah. I was going to say the, the, um, the podcast thing. Yeah. It's, it's rough, but you know, the great thing about, even if you put out a shitty, shitty, even if your first six months of podcasts are just dog shit nobody's watching you know what i'm saying <laughs> like that's what I was, i'm like what does it matter nobody's watching you you're, you're gonna shoot you're gonna shoot the link to 15 of your friends you're gonna ask them to share the link they're not going to you're gonna know that they didn't because you're only gonna have you're gonna know that sorry you're gonna know that they didn't because only you're only gonna get 20 views right you know what i'm saying so your 15 friends only a couple of them even sent it anywhere Right. You know, so then nobody watched it. Nobody's watching. Your friends aren't even going to watch it. You know, so the truth is you can be as bad as you want. And if you start it and you're horrible, you got to look at that as actually a good thing. Because then if you, you can go all the way back to the first videos that I did and you can see the progression. 
And people want that. If you do end up being successful, then leave those old fucked up videos up. Hell yeah. Because they'll go back. They're like, oh man, you were, you could, look at this one. You, you kept looking at your notes. Look at this one. You could, you were so, look at all the edits. They're horrible, bro. You don't know what you're doing. Look at that. You know, that's great. That's fine. Like, that's okay. People want to, people want to root for you. They want to see that you get better over time. Yeah. So put them up. The biggest thing is to put them up, right? Even if they're shitty, put up the shitty videos. Yeah, when I look at my stuff from a year, even a year ago, I'm like, wow, I sucked. Right. I sucked. I just got better over time. But, you know, I think, and I was talking to Patrick David about this, about, you know, how do you grow a big show? How do you grow a big following? You know, he's like, you got to be noisy. You got to say, you got to be willing and ready to take some hard lines, take some stances that are going to make people angry. Um, because if you don't go, because that's what gets people interested is, wow. Mark just brought some heat. Matt just said something that I like, I disagree with. That actually pissed me off. Because you know what I find is people are more likely to leave a comment. They're more likely to share if you say something that makes them angry. If they're like, oh, yeah, I agree with that, they're just going to move on. But if, right. if they're like, F Matt, I can't believe he would say this. And then they're, they're more likely to share and you're more likely to catch well, fire. And You know, the, the, the problem is, is that like, I know there's lots of people out there that surround themselves by like, yes, men. They don't, right. don't want to have anybody that disagrees. But I mean, that's like almost everybody that ever fails really big. It's because they're surrounding themselves by yes, men. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a mistake. It's a mistake to surround yourself by only, I only surround myself by like-minded people. That's a mistake. Like, how are you ever going to be challenged or grow? Like I, I have a buddy, Zach, listen, well, I don't think we agree on fraud. Like we'll talk about scams. I disagree on probably every political um, uh, his political ideology. I completely disagree. Every every issue I disagree with. I'm not going to be fr not be friends with him. I'm not going to not have conversations with him. I enjoy those conversations where the other person, you know, we, he mocks me, I mock him. We go back and forth, back and forth. Like it's comical, it's funny. I'm not going to be offended by it, but I also feel like I get smarter. I don't get smarter when it's me and three other people, and we're all like saying the exact same 100%. thing. What? What is you're not? Then you're not. Those growing. aren't real friends, honestly. Yeah, but you're you're not growing, right? Like you're not growing. No, I'm saying it, you're. They're friends if we all have the same agree. The, the same opinion you can have that but you know we can be friends but the truth is like not, not if they're just agreeing to agree yeah i think they're just lying to you then because yeah. nobody agrees on everything well yeah i know you know but yeah i mean i i just think that that's how you those good conversations back and forth is how you learn about stuff yeah i don't disagree and that's why uh you should never date an ai bot because it's only going to tell you at what some you point hear. it will mislead you and it will act just ask like, for your credit card number could you imagine at some point, it will. It will. Imagine when they get smart enough to have a difference of opinion, just to create a personality and say, "Oh, I disagree," and this and that. And then you really would be fooled. You'd never be able to figure it out. Yeah. Or they lie or mislead you. Or phew, man, it's gonna be bad. The dystopian future is here. I'll be dead by then, though. I don't have that much time. I don't have that much time. I'm I'm 54. I got. I don't know. My prediction, you're halfway. You're only halfway. No yeah, way. Man. Could you yeah. imagine living to a hundred? Like, that would suck. Like, it becomes a quality of life issue. I don't know, man. And, unless they're going to be able to give you drugs to make you feel great. Pretty soon, they're going to have Neuralink. You're going to have robot legs, robot arms. You're going to be slam dunking at 90. Want, I, want, I, would, I wouldn't mind having a robot body, you know? Like, if you were, like, super, like, oh, you could just go forever. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thanks for being so cost. gracious today, man. I just loved jamming with you on the show. Like, I feel like we like 
we could just go for hours, man. Yeah. This is I don't like, feel like, I feel like we covered bar- barely anything and, and yet touched on pretty much everything. Yeah, man. Flip it up. AI man. related. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming by. A, a scam, like for the definition of this podcast is kind of an idea to gain money. Like I might have an idea like, Hey, I'm like, I might have come across a checkbook and go, you know what? I got an idea. I'm going to write a check off of this guy's account who we don't know to you. You're going to deposit in your account. We're going to split it. Right. And you might go, Hey, I'm down with that. You know what I'm saying? That is what I, I don't know who do. would be. <laughs> you'd be shocked. Look at you. You'd be shocked. You would be shocked. I know a guy. Yeah, you, you would you would absolutely be shocked. You, you it's it's unbelievable. But um, that that is a scam. Or I'm even I consider a scam is like the um, what I was privy to was the shoplifters. Like I uh, I knew I knew four ladies that did shoplifting, right? And like I was lucky enough to sit in on one of their meetings, you know, because they have one person that draws in the security. So the other three are actually going to steal and get away. And the other one's going to draw security and draw security, like act like she's do- not yes, steal anything. Be, be absolutely sloppy. Obvious. obvious. Yes. So that security kind of hangs out and kind of watches her. And right. They really focus and, on sure. But- and, and, and what they do is they, they come in all separate and then they all watch her to see if she, Oh yeah, she's being watched. Let's go. You know, don't, that is a scam. You know, because a they're well choreographed. Yes, core. Yes, well, something that's pre—I was, I was pre-planned, but I really I want to use the legal term premeditated. Mm. <laughs> that's that's when you know you've turned turned a corner. Yes, when you start using that's the, right. When, when you, you start, start using the legal term. Yes, the law enforcement term. So pre so premeditated. So if if I told you, hey, I'm gonna write you a check. This is premeditated. Whereas I could have just wrote you a check and said, hey, I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks. I need you to cash these. I, I could lie, right? But to to put everyone in on it is is the scam. You know, me like we're all working together to obtain money. That is what we call a scam. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're because what what happened scheme. was scheme. Scheme really isn't illegal, by the way. The term scheme. Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. Scheme is 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 to me sounds si- illegal. Well, right? Scheme seems singular. Like if you okay. use the word scheme, it seems like it would only be one person. Really? Yeah. A, a, a scheme seems like so. Then in my mind, a scheme would have a a uh, mastermind. You know, which means like that one person is the ultimate benefactor, and all. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in jail thinking about <laughs> the differences. So I, does it reflect? I, I think, what I think, whatever. They're they're they're. There's synonyms. Anyway, whatever, <laughs> roughly. So, yeah, so, so what, yeah you see, okay. like one person benefiting. So you got the little benefactors out say, there. So, uh, so, so that a scam. So a scam is a group effort. Like, hey, I got an idea. Okay. Let's so do what? This. What? What happened? I disagree. But what happened? <laughs> what? What? I don't understand. So you? That's the scam you admire? The one where they're shoplifting, or just you admire the fact that they drew law yes. enforcement away? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because of the brilliance of it, well, like you, like you would say that only because it, I'm given the simplicity of it, right? But it, to watch that in action, because it works. So the the 
the one person that's the um the draw, the person that draws the attention, actually gets stopped at the register. Right. And, right? and, that, and, and what's and, so and, funny and, is that they're not in any jeopardy at all. No. And and the other people leave with pre like they have orders of stuff going in. It's it's unbelievable. They have orders of stuff going in, and the one girl stopped at the register. Oh, and she gives them a sob story and cry, cries. And then twenty minutes, you know, they're texting on the phone, and it's like they're gonna let me go, and then they end up letting them go with, "Hey, don't ever come back in the store." Warm. Right. But the whole time, it's like, okay, we got like six thousand dollars worth of stuff. You're saying she really does steal stuff, and they get no, caught, she, or she she gets stopped at the register. She makes it look like right. I was she, gonna say, like clumsy. to me, to me, like in front of them, you could, I like with the camera, I would kind of show myself like putting stuff in a bag, and then move to a spot, and then take the stuff out of the bag. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Like to me, you. Get up to the cash register, and then they'd come and they'd grab you. Like, oh, no, open, em- empty your bag. And you'd empty the bag. You'd be like, what? They'd be like, holy Jesus. Like, I, I saw her. I Like, I could that see would that smarter. would be a dr- right. That and then they'd have to let you go. It's like, what are you talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I did put a skirt. I did put the skirt in there. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. This looks bad. I got. I need to. I took it out. And then I thought, well, I don't even want this. So I just left it on the counter. It's over there. You know? So, but I was going to say, what that reminds me of is the... um you know, the Romanian wall, You're, it was called the Romanian wall where they had, there was people from Romania or the gypsy wall, they called it too. So people would go into like, and they, they had video of 7-Elevens and stuff where people would, there would be like six or eight people would come in and in a, in a group and one, per, and so the person at the counter, let's say 7-Eleven would look and see this group move, you know, coming in and they create almost like a wall. They're just kind of bundled together and somebody else would walk in, crouch down and walk in behind them. So the camera, you know, sees them, but the other camera sees the person, but this is just, this guy's not watching the camera. He's watching these people. Right. So they come in and then they kind of move through the store. They have kind of a direction where they're kind of walking and moving. And the one guy, somebody says, hey, something to the to the cashier. And he looks over here. And the person who's bent down, who he doesn't even know is in the store, kind of like moves towards the cash register. He's right there. And so as these guys are talking, he's moving around the cash register. And literally they had vi- have videos of, this, of these guys where the guy will be, he'll go behind the cash register with the guy. And like go into and steal like all kinds of stuff that's back there that's hidden while these guys are loud and they're they're playing music and they're talking and banging stuff and doing this. And he's kind of just watching and watching, steal stuff, go back. Then they pull the wall back together and the guy walks out with them. And all they've bought is like a stick of gum. And he walks out with, you know, whatever, hundreds of dollars of cartons of cigarettes. Or there have been times where they've gone into the safe. There have been times where they said like they took a gun. They got a gun. How that that that, that then, even? But then later they'd look at the camera and they'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and if you watch it, you're like, "This is insane." Watching that in play, the the know that that's choreographed because like you have to wonder, do they practice that? They have to practice, right? Like it's it's if you watch the the videos on YouTube and stuff, you, you're just going, "This is nuts." You're almost like, "How could he not?" And you're like, "Okay, I get it," but from his perspective. He's not seeing it. He's only seeing these groups of people. And then once the guy gets under the counter, he's done. He's done. He would have to turn around and start looking at the videos that are shooting from the other way. And who's doing that? He's trying to see if these guys are stealing. And they are. They're not. They're stealing. <laughs> they're, not, they're, 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 for, they're the distraction. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. That reminds me. That's that's So that's what I'm saying. It's the same kind of thing. Right. You're just drawing their attention. Um, to a way. And that's, that's, a, that's a scam. 
Yeah. Do you remember? I shouldn't even say this. <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about... Um, uh, I'm thinking Barrington, but go ahead. No, no. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking when we were... Um, the, the When we were in Locked Up and we were talking about the uh, identity theft scam where it was like, what if someone stole somebody's identity? Like, I steal your identity. Right. Um, which, given that you're a man of color, would be difficult. But let's assume I steal your identity. I get a driver's license in your name. I run up all your credit cards. I then borrow money on your, against your house. The whole thing. But I happen to have a life lock. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> so this was what we what we used to joke about, and it was it was. And then when suddenly you start getting the the credit cards, the whole thing. Like I would do that because I'm not worried about him. You know, the biggest worst problem would be that the person you're stole their identity finds out and calls the police. But I know he's not going to call. What's going to happen is once the first credit cards start showing up, you then call the police. Hey, look, I got an issue, man. I got like a $40,000 credit card bill. Right. Someone took my credit card. You call your, you call your credit card company, you do this. And then more bills start showing up. You start going, Oh, whoa, well, I need somebody to come out of here. Like I got like a hundred thousand dollars in credit card right, debt. Right. Somebody stole my credit cards. No, I don't know. I have them on me. I don't, I, or maybe I lost my wallet, but I didn't give anybody my pin numbers. Like this is ridiculous. Right. And it's so you do all that, you run it all up, then you find out maybe there's a mortgage on their house or somebody took out a $50,000 personal loan in your name. You're like, right, oh my God. Right. So we were talking about right. like, you run it up to like a couple, two, $300,000. Like it's insane. You're calling the police. But the interesting thing about that was that what, what we were saying, well, what you were saying really was you were like, but I know what's going on because I can call the police and say, well, do you have any leads? Well, what's happening? Right. Well, what happened with, and the police would be like, look, we're, we're doing it. We found this. We found this. There was a PO box that was opened. Right. Well, well, who opened the PO box? Well, we, we can't find the person that opened the PO. So you're going through the whole thing or it was an abandoned house. It's actually in your neighborhood. What? You know, but you would know because at some point they would be, they would say, look, you know, we're, we're just out of options. We don't know what to do. And you're also involved because the credit card people are contacting you. Right. So at some point, even if there was a prosecution, the worst that could happen is you were saying you would, you could, you could say, look, I'm not going to participate in that prosecution. I got my money back. The credit card companies paid the money back and, and they, we got the thing with the mortgage taken care of. And, and I, I, I don't want any trouble with who, I don't know who you arrested, but I don't want any trouble with that person. Right. And then being the person, if they did end up getting arrested, I could then say, man, I'm going to trial. <laughs> And they don't like, have the victim. They'd be like, Jesus, no, knowing when the prosecutor comes in and says, oh, listen, this guy's going to show up. He's going to testify. He'd be like, is he? I can't wait to see him. <laughs> we had this whole thing laid out. Right. And, right. and oh, the other one was the, the, um, the identity theft, the life lock, was that you could also claim against life lock right. to say. You could sue for allowing all that to happen. Right. Because, but when we were locked up, you and I thought, and I, I know differently now, but we thought, remember they say up to a million dollars, it was a million dollars in legal fees that they would pay to fix it. We were thinking that that was like insurance that they would, right. Like they would pay off your credit cards or they would, but they won't. It's just, 
It's just um, they would just call and file the claims for you, which would still be good because because right. you could still say they could do all that for you. You have to do nothing. Is that what they is that all LifeLock does is just file the claims? LifeLock and um, Home Title Lock, they will hire an attorney that will file all the paperwork to reinstate your credit cards, get the balances dropped to uh, I mean, now Home Title Lock only does it for mortgages. Right. LifeLock only does it for identity theft. Okay. So if you had both of them, which you probably have to have. Yeah. But you could really insure yourself completely against the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> um but what we were when we were locked up, we were thinking they would you, pay they would you. pay you, but they right. won't pay you. No. 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 And, and you know, it's in it, the thing is, too, it's like it's a service. It's not insurance because they just don't insure you. Right. So but they will pay for the, the fees, which honestly is the biggest hurdle. <laughs> if something happens like. Right. You're trying to like you got like a 40, 50 hour a week job and you're driving back and forth. Like, when do you have time to write all those letters and try and fix all this? You know, if you're a real victim, if you really are a victim, like that's the problem. Like you got to write letters, you got to send emails, you have to make phone calls. Like, man, I'm working till five or six o'clock. I don't even get home till six thirty. Right. Then my kids are screaming. I got to make dinner. I got, you know, like when do you call anybody? You got to start taking days off work to try and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So count me out. (laughs) So a a couple of the schemes that I admired, you know, I, I think we talked about one of them. Which was the um, with the had to do with the Kellogg's? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I admired. You know what's so funny about that scheme is that came to me at, at a phone call. My, my wife and I are sitting at the at the house, and I don't know what we were watching, but somebody called and go, "Hey!" They call up and go, "They go, hey, they got you on television." I go, "What channel? NBC." I go, "Me?" They go, "No, they got the kind of crap that you do." Oh. So then I turn it over to NBC, and it, it was a it was a I think it was American Greed. But what was happening, it was showing a guy that was cashing like $100,000 checks. How's that even possible? That's what I was, I'm like, oh my God. So what was happening was there was a oil um, rig. Somebody worked for an oil company in Houston. And this woman was seeing the checks come in to pay the oil company. And what the guy had done was he opened up a similar company with the oil with with the the name of the company like he went to another state and opened up a company that had a similar name as the company that was receiving the checks so if we were paying an oil company if if we were matt and zach's um gas station we might write an oil company a check for like three hundred thousand dollars right for a shipment of oil well the woman that worked in the office was giving that to her friend and he was depositing it into an account he started that had a very similar name as the oil company. This is what right. they're putting out on American Greed. Yeah. So, like, um, my wife and I were sitting there watching this, right? And we looked at each other like, nice. why didn't we think of doing it? Because <laughs> here's what's funny. Here's what we were doing at the time. I'm sorry. That's so wrong. It is. It's a horrible, <laughs> horrible crime. Honey, can you believe that? <laughs> No, it was one of those moments where we're sitting. The reason why that happened is because what we were doing at the time is we were we were making checks. So we would go to mailboxes, business mailboxes, and steal the mail at night. We just look for checks. And what we do is we'd find the check, 
and then I would make a check payable to someone off of that. I was just looking for a fresh account. Yeah. So we were finding all these business checks. In fact, one time, remember, we found a $100,000 check. Right. I'm like, geez, man, I wish we could cash that somehow. You know? And that's, that's what was happening. We'd see all these checks, and we'd just make a duplicate check for like four or $5,000 and deposit it in an, in an account with somebody and just get the money out and run. That was our whole deal. So when we're watching television and they go, hey, he was actually cashing the checks that he was getting for their full amount. And you just look at each other like, can you imagine if we had known this with the hundred thousand dollar check? Like, chase. What's I was gonna say? What's funny is people don't realize like you can open a corporation, and then you can open up a, a DBA or a corporation. You, a corporation similar. You could say like you know like let's say there's you know this drink what Ghost Energy drink. Then you could open up a corporation that says you know that that's Ghost you know distributor. Yeah, Ghost distributor, Ghost Productions, Ghost Energy, Ghost Energy you know drink. Two, yes, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's like you know, you know, of Tampa Bay, you know, of Florida, or whatever. You just add anything onto it that changes it subtly, and then the next thing you know, you know, you can go open up a bank account in that name and deposit checks, you with know, that name with or any dare any any variation of that name because the banks just don't check. They you who, know who it's going to, the address. They don't even match the state. They just look at the name and and process. It. Yeah, I used to have a company, you know, Consortium Financial Services. They would write Consortium Mortgage. This is people paying me. Yes. They'd send me, oh, Consortium Mortgage, Consortium Bank, Consortium whatever, you know, home loans. It's like it's Consortium Financial Services. Right. Sometimes it would just be Consortium. Right. I'd just deposit them, deposit them. Deposit. Nobody, the bank never said, oh, wait a second. This is an issue. Yeah. No. And, and, and so it was – so we – obviously we did that. Picked up checks. We probably did over $100,000 in checks when somebody called us and said they had a friend that worked in Kellogg's. That's like, that was a story that I shared. Yeah, yeah. And that's how that whole scheme developed. Yeah, we did because, that whole we did a whole that video made got a lot of views. That's a, what, the Kellogg video. The Kellogg, yes. So when when we called the girl, like you could imagine like we were dancing because when we called the girl, <laughs> I asked her, she goes, oh, well, I work up in the office and I, I see the checks. I said, okay, well, how much is a check? She goes, probably the smallest check is probably like two and a half million. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, Man. I go, it's over. We're the, done. Our fraud and days seven, are over. <laughs> the seven million dollar Kellogg scam. Yeah. Selling, <laughs> no, stealing seven million from Kellogg's. Yes. That just sounds Um, Yeah, yeah. That, that got like 70,000 views. Wow. It's not bad for my channel. And that was like a year ago. That was a we a year ago. It must have been just just before. Yes, right. The right. incident. Yes, <laughs> the horrible incident. So yeah, that that's what led to that discovery because we had we started of all the crap we were doing, we added that to our repertoire and just started making money. And that's when the girl from Kellogg's came into our life and gave us the possibility of getting a seven million dollar check from Kellogg's. I remember telling him, I'm like, we're, we're done. Seven million bucks, it's over. We you, give the girl a million. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing it, yeah. The, you know what's so, what's so funny is like my mindset back then, like it was never going to be over. I used to always say, like, man, if well, I just got a few million dollars, <laughs> if I got a few million dollars, I would have said, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> you think it didn't, well, well, yeah, you're right. You no, know, it was, it was, it was, it was the whole, 
just like that stupid thing I was just making. It, it's that quote. It, it's the there's there's nothing. There's just no feeling in the world like walking in a bank, handing them a fake ID and some fake documents, and then having them hand you a check for $250,000 and thank you for ripping them off. Like, I mean, that's just insane. Yes. And that yes. feeling, you're like, like, <laughs> this is insane, right? Like, I'm going to walk in and walk in there. And then, or even thank you and telling you what a great customer you've been. Like, <laughs> I, I, I borrowed like a couple hundred thousand dollars one time. And I always hate. I always say this because I had a guy who like read my book who came back and was like, "You said you borrowed a couple hundred thousand dollars in the book. It says you borrowed one hundred twenty thousand. It was just like, man, whatever. I don't remember what it was. Okay, one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever it was. I had borrowed it in the name of this a fake. Per, it was it was a real person. It was a homeless guy. So I I borrowed that money and then and he had perfect credit. Right. So. Got a check for whatever, let's say one hundred fifty thousand. Went and deposited it in my bank, and immediately, as soon as I did it, the the person goes, "Okay, thank you." And they went, "Oh, you've been approved for a thirty thousand dollars credit card." And I went, "You mean pre-approved?" She goes, "No, you've been approved." And of course, I of course I've been approved. I just deposited a check for one hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> I mean, one hundred fifty thousand dollars into my account, right. and I do have perfect credit. You know, that guy had perfect credit, and he and she said, uh, "All you have to do is." is uh, tell me you want the card and we'll have it overnighted to you. And I went, yes, I do. <laughs> a free 30 grand yes, for I, ripping you yeah, off? Yeah. Absolutely. Hand see, that over. See, the problem is that's how you and I look at it as a free 30 grand. To them, they're like, it's a credit line. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's not the way this works. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you, it's free. <laughs> There's no payments getting made. No, I promise you it's free, yeah. but I won't be no. once they catch up with me. No. So right now, though, <laughs> I'm walking up out of this mug. I got a sports car. I got a hot girlfriend. Yes, I was amen. Happy. Amen. Yes. Going on some vacations. Yeah. Right up till they put them cuffs on me. And I was That's like, right. Oh. Then it's unfree. It's like, but, <laughs> but I'm going to Australia. <laughs> You're, listen, if I was a cop, you know how much fun I would have. I'd be like, when with guys that are it's like, you know, what, with what they're saying, you know, what like, like, no, no, I, 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 but I, I can't. You can't arrest me. I <laughs> stop it, bro. We got you on video. Two of your co-defendants oh, no. rolled on you. You know, you know damn well you'd play along. You're like, oh, oh, you were going to Australia. Oh, hold on. on, let me get the keys to the cuffs. Yeah. That's it. You, there's no way you'd be like, come on, bro. We got you on film. It's kind of like my arrest with the, oh, what is your yeah. name? Uh, Albert Henley. <laughs> Albert Henley, you have ID? Of course I have ID. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway. Then <laughs> <laughs> there goes another charge. <laughs> now we got aggravated he identity just, yeah, theft. He just looked at it like. You're good. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> Here you go. Come on, let's go. <laughs> come on, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Albert, let's go. Yeah. You're going to jail. <laughs> We're not going to arrest Isaac anymore. We're arresting yeah. Albert, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Good times. <laughs> Getting arrested is not good times. <laughs> Maybe so. Get out of here. It's fun looking back on it. At the time, it's not, it's not fun. Oh, no. It's like the, everything spins. In your oh, yeah. head, that and the time when you get your time in court, oh, it, it's like immediately. <laughs> I just got a job at McDonald's. 
<laughs> immediately. I just, just, I shouldn't have done none of that stuff. Yeah. Immediately yeah. regret every single thing. And then, you know, but then you get out and six months go by and you're like, listen, <laughs> I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, you, you have been sending you money in jail for the past two years. Yeah, but doesn't been- <laughs> mean I'm not. I've perfected it. I've thought it over. Yeah. I've got it perfected. I'm going Crazy. to do it right this time. In, insan- yeah, insanity. Insanity. Insanity thought. All right, so another another hustle that uh, I liked. <laughs> we get back on topic, I yeah, hope you don't sorry. mind. But All right, another one I liked was a guy that was selling um, clean air credits. Oh, yeah. Remember me telling you about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently there is, um, passed by George Bush, Clean air credits for all the companies that spit pollution into the atmosphere. What they do is they make them invest in companies that actually take pollution out of the atmosphere. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah. And 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 so they, they created a I didn't even notice existed until I watched. Apparently it doesn't exist. Oh, it still does. <laughs> no, I'm saying based on what your guy was doing. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, that's what right. they're probably all doing. Take the you're taking all that carbon and all this stuff out of the air. Come on, stop it, bro. Like well, no, no, we're planting trees. The planting, planting tree, and for for poop, people who process or help de- disintegrate uh, manure and stuff like that into fertilizer that actually cleans the air. Believe it or not, but I'm gonna tell you, like the clean the ocean. What's the name of that company that sends out those bags for? We take gunk out of the ocean. Have you seen that? Those commercials for them? No, I don't so, watch a lot of TV though. Oh, there's there's a comp, there's a one big company out there that cleans the ocean that they claim to clean cleans the ocean, and they go, oh, we are, we're sponsored by so many you know people helping us out, helping us clean. We take donations. That most of their money, I heard this on NPR, a majority of their money comes from the clean air credits. All companies that pollute the ocean pay them big time for going out there and taking gunk out of the ocean. Mm. So with those, so those things are still around. What I, what it was, I didn't know is that there was a marketplace for the balance. So if, if corporations that dirty up the air obviously have much, much more money, right. than corporations that actually clean the air. So the corporations that clean the air actually sell clean air credits to those companies and they have a certain amount that they, they, they need to have. They actually fight and bid. It's a bidding war. It's like a eBay for right. the clean air. Cause sometimes it goes up depending on the demand. So obviously the schemer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just pictured. <laughs> I just pictured Christie's. <laughs> I just pictured a bunch of corporate <laughs> Fat cats on a stage. You should have seen the episode, bro. Behind the 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 uh, auctioneer at Christie's, and in the in the crowd, it's nothing but hippies. (laughs) They're all like, "You bastards!" Three hundred thousand. I'll go three hundred. I'll go two eighty. I'll go two sixty. You know, and they're they're shoo. Shut up, Jennifer. <laughs> They've got their group combing their hair yes. and they're wearing flowers. Yeah, you're, you know, uh, make it beautiful, baby. Yeah. There's a band. You know, the the monkeys are playing in the background. That, you know, you remember the monkeys? Yes, I love the monkeys. But anyway, yes. Oh. So this this schemer obviously got approved by the EPA. Nice. 
But what he did was he rented a, 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 a place, rented the equipment. I, I can't even remember how he fraudulently told them he was cleaning the air. They came over. The EPA gave him the seal of approval. Okay. Once he got that approval, he went on the clean he air. shut everything down. Yeah. He, well, he leased the machine. <laughs> Listen, when they came and checked him out, Mm-hmm. He he when he because they would so announce they, right. we're coming in two weeks. Oh, you are? Yeah, I need to lease another couple of machines. Yeah. And he bring them the, back. Yeah, in the warehouse, yeah. turn around back, <laughs> get some hippies out here and some tree huggers to Dude, look like we're doing a, like we're do-gooders. American greed was cursing them up and down. Round up fifty do-gooders. <laughs> yeah, stick them in there. We're picking up trash on the side of the road, you bastards. <laughs> but. Exactly. American Greed was criticizing the EPA for approving him three three times. He was checked out all three times he passed. Like, yeah, he's doing it. Selling clean air credits. I told you what caught him was he had this penchant for expensive cars. He bought like three million dollars worth of expensive. He had like a Lamborghini, uh, not a Jaguar, but a um, what's the other cat car? Um, cat car? I want to say it's it's another car that's like a hundred thousand, not a Lamborghini, but it's another hundred thousand dollar car. I can't remember. Lamborghinis are like three, four hundred thousand. Oh, minimum. oh yeah, Ferrari. What? What? May a Ferrari? But he he Maserati. Maserati. Like that was the other one. That was the other one. He had he had about over like four million dollars, three million dollars worth of cars parked out by his house. Which it, it would be like someone pull in and you have three million dollars in cars. Like, in, in, he was in a regular neighborhood like yours. And you just come up and you go like, dude, what the hell is with all these expensive cars? Hey, I'm just living like just, that. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, so they call the police. Just, just, that's how just, he got I'm caught. I'm just doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's trying how to he, clean up the planet. That's how he got caught. The police come and he's got all the paperwork for the cars. And they're kind of like, okay. And he hands it over to. Uh, I guess a, a a detective or a fraud investigator who kind of runs the guy and he checks him out like the EPA calls and makes an appointment. Right. He checked him out without an appointment. Like, um, I don't know how you're selling all those clean air credits sitting in this empty warehouse, <laughs> but I'm going to tell somebody. Well, <laughs> so, okay. So, no, so he, Told the EPA and well, yeah, I think they, yeah, and then they brought him up on. He only like when it all came and down to it, I think he got like three years in prison, but he stole like about eight million, eight or nine million dollars. I'll do three years for eight million. <laughs> That's what we ought to have. A they bit. didn't, they didn't even know. They didn't even understand the charge. It was it was crazy. It was like a, a unique. They had to charge him uniquely because there was really no crime of of what he was doing, like false statement type of charge like the 1001 like the the beginning all the charges making a false giving false information that was a charge and that only carries three years so i guess they he got nothing but go ahead i'm sorry no i was thinking um i was just thinking (laughs) i was thinking during the civil war you know they were conscripting people right so Either you had to show up or one of your your family, right? right? Or you could say, hey, I can't do it. I want it. You know, fellas, I want to. I'm with you. But I'm, I want to be at the can't be with Can't be with you. I got to do the farm. I got to do the whole thing. But I've got my slave, John. He can go for me. 
And they would say, okay, well, put your mark here, John. And John would put his mark. And he'd be in the, in the army. I thought, what if you were super rich and you're going to jail and you were able to say, listen, I know I got four years or I know I got three years. I can't go, but Matt will do my time for me. And then I have to compensate Matt to do my time. Like, bro. You know, I, I would, I would I, I'm, I'm ready sat, to sign up. Like I'll do, go do what kind of first in the custody level. Like, Oh no, you're going, you're going to a pen. Oh, Matt, how much for the pen? Listen, pens, 150,000 a year, 200,000 a year. And I'll, do four, I'll do four years, do four years for you, but you gotta, you know, but it's going to be a million dollars up front in my lawyers. You know, you, could you imagine if you could negotiate that? And in a way you're, I think I know what you're going to say, you know, in a way people do, you can I'll tell you an incident where I, that I know about, but go ahead. Oh, that, I was saying, I was going to say, I sat in county jail one time wondering if it was possible to get someone else to do my sentence. Like, I, I, like you were describing about the you being me. Yeah. Like, like, I told myself, how much would it disturb the system if I've allowed someone to become me and they just go turn, hey, I'm Isaac Allen. Well, no, and no, they I, don't, I in. mean, like, 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 if there was actually a system. Oh, like you a, mean like a le- legal system? Legal I'm capitalized, thinking, uh, legal capitalized. Look, you, you're, you got to do this much time. You have to give us this much time and say, listen, I, I'm not going to, but I've, I've paid this service, and they're going to provide someone that will do that time for me. And they go, okay, do you have the paperwork? Do you have an SS12 form? Yes. Do you have a 722 form? Yes. Did he sign? Do I, I need your driver's license? Oh, I got my driver's license. Like, okay, boom, and he goes in for you. Like, makes th- me think of Palmer. Right? He'd be. Right. I Though there are people you. that will do that, but yeah. they, they would do that. And here's, here's an example of that. A real world example. We used to call this guy the, um, uh, they used to call, they were calling him the uh, Mexican Tony Soprano. There was a cartel member in Atlanta that had gotten like 15 or 20 years, right? Like he's got like seven lawyers. And this was in Atlanta in uh, Atlanta city detention center, right? ACDC where you could, you would meet with your lawyer in in the unit they would walk in into a room and it was like a glass room like there's a glass wall and well you know glass you know it's it's the metal piping with the thing you'd walk in there with your lawyer or whoever and you'd stay close the door and you'd sit there and have a conversation um he crews like five six lawyers showed up every time to see this guy he had tons of money his celly just to let you, I'm just saying this is the kind of guy he was, you know, his celly was a black guy that was complaining because his baby's mama's car had broke down and it just blew like the engine blew. Right. And he went, he goes, yeah. He said, give me your address. I'll get her another car. Have somebody drop a car off. And he goes, no, man, you don't understand. He's like, no, I understand. She needs a car. And he's like, are you serious? And he said, yeah, man. Yeah. This is a guy that every time commissary came, like his bag was full and three other guys' bags were full that I he was met buying. people like that. Right. So, meaning he's putting money on other people's um, commissary accounts to buy him stuff and he they get 20%. Right. So, he uh, what he did was, oh, by the way, that guy, like he, when that whole thing happened, I remember like three days later, um, he, he got off the phone with his girlfriend and said, you're not going to believe this. We were sitting there. I remember we were playing chess. Oh, or this something. is a true story. Oh, it's true. I was in that. It, the black guy came up and he, and he was looking for his celly, right? His celly was, I forget, he had been moved for medical. He was coming back. He's like, bro, remember he said he was going to get a car? He said, Mike, I got a phone two hours ago. Some guy showed up 
with like a, it wasn't a brand new car. It was like a five-year-old, like, you know, Acura. He's like, I mean, he's got like 30,000 miles on it. He was like, he just gave it to her. He signed over the title and everything. We were like, damn, like Tony did that. He was like, yeah. You know, he had a name that was, you know. Definitely scream mof- mafia. Yeah, no, I mean, they called him Tony. He was the Tony Soprano oh. of, but no, he had a Mexican, a Spanish name that was difficult. You know, it wasn't something like Jesus. It was, it was a hard one. <laughs> um, so, and anyway, so what happened was, I remember too, watching my Dateline episode with him. We were all sitting there watching the Dateline episode on me. And I was sitting there just shaking my hand. I kept looking over at him. He goes, you're a bad boy. You, you. you know? <laughs> That's what he said. You're a bad laugh. boy. <laughs> so here's what he had done. He had paid a peasant, right, in Mexico to come over through the border and told law enforcement who was there and how much uh, – and that he was coming and he had this much dope or whatever in the car, gave him the the type of car, the tag, everything. They saw him. They grabbed him. Boom. 5K1. Then he said, so the second, that was one he was doing. So now he doesn't, he, now he's already down to like 15 years or something. He was supposed to get like 25. He's down to 15. He had already arranged it. And he'd been in the jail doing this. He had arranged to have a guy fly over. And landed at an airport, like a makeshift air, you know, makeshift airport in Texas, and the DEA was going to grab him. And he was going to have X amount of pounds of pot, and that guy was going to. And I was like, "How much time is it?" He's like, "Oh no, the one guy he gets five. He got five years. We make sure he, you know, my lawyer in Mexico makes sure that he has the just enough to only get five years, and right. I take care of his family. The next guy was going to do ten. Like guys are lining up to come to do his time for him so he could get his sentence reduced. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, you know, that was, listen, Atlanta was <laughs> right. But I mean, that's the kind of money he had. There was a guy in Coleman that got, this is a guy who we're, we're talking about. He's like one step, maybe, maybe one step behind, below um, El Chapo when he was running things. Right. Is actually the person who was running the Sinaloa cartel was El Chapo and El Mayo. Right. Everybody always says El Chapo or El Chapo, but El Mayo's low profile. He's really the guy that started the whole thing and brought in El Chapo. The point is, is that like one guy, there's one guy beneath him and the guy beneath him, that was the guy I was locked up in Coleman with. This is an AC. This is another guy. That guy had, remember the old photo books you could buy? Yeah. The, the old the, ones. The, yeah. You couldn't sell. I don't know about where you were, but in Coleman, you they stopped selling the big ones. They yes. were too big. I know which one you're talking about. But he had, you mean the little one or the big one? No, the big one. It was one. a yeah. big one. I know you could only about. buy the little ones when yeah. I was there. But there were guys that still had the, the big ones. Huge ones. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they were like three pictures across and three pictures down. Back when there were these things called photos that you could actually print out and they were actually photos. <laughs> and he had books full of them. He'd done like three or four years and he still had a few more years to go. And this is the kind of guy that got caught on a conspiracy and got like a life sentence, but had worked it all the way down by giving up low level guys that knew what well, that was going up. to happen. Like he sets them up, like they're being set up on purpose and they're saying, okay, so you're going to load 300 pounds in the, in the trunk and I'm going to drive through here. And they're gonna they're gonna arrest me, yes. And then it'll take a couple months for you to get sentenced, two six months for you to get sentenced, and then you'll get five years. And then we've already got you a lawyer, 
that'll show up. Make sure you're going to get five years. You only got the you only got the maximum amount to get five. You can't get more than five years. And you don't have any priors. No priors. You're going. You know, so anyway, this guy had done the same type of thing, and he was going to a he was at a low already, and he was going to a camp. He had photos of him in Mexico where he had to do like so many years ago. He had done like two or three years in Mexico. It was insane the photos he had. They were allowing him ten days a month. You can have your family come and stay, stay with there. you in the, the jail. prison. They had a, a special spot. America, uh, was, it, yeah, it, it was it was insane. Oh, uh, plus, you understand that so many days a month you could have other people come in. Like he literally had prostitutes, prostitutes come yes. in, and they're staying the night. Yes. Like they're walking him to the cell, staying the night. He's drinking, he's drinking cores, and 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 he's got. America has the if you talk to anyone that's been abroad, America has the most harshest penal system yeah. ever of, of all of the world. Um, yeah, it, maybe Russia. You, Russia might be. No, nah, no, because I met I met somebody in jail in Russia. Well, I met some guys that. Yeah, trust me. There's there's not in the world, but there, there's three or four. There's probably let's say there's five five or six other countries that are really rough, but rough meaning. So the conditions are the Mexico in, conditions are horrible. Right. It's like a city. I understand they're horrible, but in some ways they're horrible. But if you With have the freedom, money, yeah. The freedom is But in some humongous. so in some ways it's like what are you talking about? You're letting people bring them food and yeah they're allowed to bring so much food they're allowed to bring so much they're allowed to come see them and stay in the cell with them for three days straight yep. they're allowed it was like that's insane and then of course but if you're poor and you go to mexico it's horrendous and you're 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 sleeping in the hallways you're so it, it depends on what i guess what what type of a criminal you are and what right. your what your ability um you know to uh produce you know or have money is um so but I was going to say, when we're back to the scam, sorry. <laughs> well, I, was, I only had two. I didn't know if you... Oh, listen, the scams that I, I admire are like, you know, I, I do... Admi- this is horrible. If you remove the victims, <laughs> you know, I do admire like like Ponzi schemes, guys that do Ponzi schemes, which is really, it's just, they're just blatant liars, you know, but... The, if you were to set up a Ponzi scheme, here's what bothers me about Ponzi schemes, is that most Ponzi schemes, and I don't mean most, I mean like 99% of them, right. weren't set up as a scam. Like they were set up as a legitimate business that yes. very quickly goes bad. Yes. Sometimes they go do great for six years, 10 years. Sometimes guys set them up and a year and a half later, they're like, wow, man, like I'm not good at this. And <laughs> You know, where they set it up as a legitimate, let's say, I'm going to, inv- you know, of course the investors always get in trouble. Like it's it's a hedge fund. Right. They make a couple of bad, they have a bad quarter, then they lie about it. They, oh, I'll make it up next quarter. Then they <laughs> have another bad quarter. Right. They lie about it. They have another bad quarter. They lie about it. Then maybe they have a good quarter, but it's nowhere near good enough to recoup the losses they've had. Then they have another bad quarter and they're just continuing to tell everybody they're doing well and they just keep borrowing and borrowing. And before you know it, it's like, so, you know, how off are you? Well, um, you know, I've lost $5 million. You know, I am supposed to have 50 million in, you know, the coffers and, you know, and I don't, 
You know, I'm paying out this much money because I've lost this much money, but I told people that I made $11 million. So, right. wow. So you're off by by $15 million. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, and then it just keeps, it spirals out of control and then they just try and maintain it as long as possible. So, <laughs> you know, if you remove the fact that the people that they're typically taking the money from are just regular people, you know, the ability to do that and set it up and maintain it for a long period of time is, is, is amazing to me. You know, that's, that to me is, is, well, what scheme are you thinking about? Because, you know, like Madoff comes to mind. Madoff does. What bothers me about Madoff is, you know, like he did it in his name. Like he was just, he's just an idiot. Like, well, he didn't, like you said, he didn't start off right. to take money. You know, um, like give an example, um, the, like a couple of the, the Ponzi schemes where the guys, the, I can show you how to do mortgages, you know, like, you know, what I'm talking about all those people that go take buy my system. And oh, I'll yeah. tell you how to um, buy houses. I'll help you buy houses or yeah, I'll put yeah. the down. But you Grant find a house. Yeah, Grant Cardone's type. Yes, of, him. Yeah. You know, those those type of Ponzi schemes. Now, those were Ponzi schemes. Because well, Grant Cardone's not a Ponzi scheme. Like, like when you're, I thought you were talking about two different things. Like, he's not running a Ponzi. Well, he may be. I don't know. Well, well, there's one that was a Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. I've seen those people get arrested. All of them. Like, and I, I never really understood what they did wrong, but they said it was a Ponzi scheme. And I, I you get, know, a lot of times they typically. Here's the thing I've noticed too. Like, I've talked to a lot of guys, this guy Red Bull. They said he ran a Ponzi scheme. It was a business opportunity scheme, but they're actually. They would like it's like people know what a Ponzi scheme is, so a lot of times the newspapers simplify it. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Um. So yeah, I I I, I hear what you're saying. You know, you know, really, there's so many schemes that I'm just it's, I'm not impressed by as much as I'm just disappointed by. It's like you had something that was legitimate, and you ruined it because you didn't do this one thing, you know, or right. Um. I, I I always thought that it really this was like a legit. That guy said it was a legit. I don't know the guy was like he basically was giving people a credit card. So it was like, hey, you give me fifty nine dollars, right? And I'll give you a, a credit card worth three hundred dollars, and I'll report to the credit bureau. So it's a way to help clean up your credit, right? And then he gives you a catalog. That you can buy from. Well, everything in the catalog is is jacked up. You know, it's all like it's this is stuff he's getting from China for fifteen dollars, right. and he's charging you know one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. So everything you can buy is really just it's horrible. Like you buy one thing, and he's not out any money because he took in fifty bucks. Right. It cost him fifteen dollars. Even if you never make a payment, then it doesn't matter. He's not out any money at all. And if you do make the payment, well. That's great because eventually he gets the two hundred dollars back. the The point is, is that was a guy. There was a guy in Coleman who had done that. It was, and it was kind of like a business opportunity thing that he had just kind of set up. Right. The problem was, he said, you know, I set it up. We started running with it. Started doing well. Started hiring people. People are calling. We're calling. We're getting people in. We're doing. We're doing great numbers. He said, but then I turned around and he went to like Equifax and said, how much for me to record these every month? And it was too much. 
Right. He, they wanted, I don't remember the numbers. Let's say they wanted like, oh, it's like $20 a, a person. He was like, that's insane. Not gonna. And then they said, well, you don't have enough. The, if you have this many people, like a, you have a thousand people, then we drop it from 20 down to this much. If $20 you, per month. Per okay. month. Then they were like, if you do this many, if you have over 10,000 people, then we drop it down to it's $8. Like you have to have whatever it was. It was an outrageous amount of number for it to get down to where it was almost nothing. Right, where it was cents, which is where someone like Bank of America is. Like it cost them almost nothing to report. Right, but he wasn't there, so he figured, okay, that's fine. At the rate we're going, we'll be over the thousand. It'll cost eight dollars or whatever it was. I forget the number. And he said, but you know, but by the time we got to the thousand, like nobody was complaining. You know, he said, like nobody, like even people that called and said, hey, it hasn't shown up yet. We were like, well, yeah, you have to make a few payments before it should. Trust me. We've it's re- <laughs> He's like, like, he said, and a lot of people would just stop paying. So it's like, they don't say anything at all. Like, they don't want it to show up. Right. And he said, so six months, a year went by. Right. Now he's just telling, he's just, just telling people, oh, we're reporting. Where are you pulling from? Where are you? Like they oh, just, just, oh yeah. Then and I was like down the downward spiral, right? But at this point, you could pay. He's like, I know, I forget how many millions he ended up making five, six million. I mean, it was just tons. And he's dumping money into it. He's like, you know, advertising, paying this. Like, but you're making millions. Yes, you're telling me you made if I had a a little scheme that I was running that was making me two million dollars. And for me to make it legit, I have to spend spend a a million. Yeah, even if I had just a a million out of my two half, I'll spend the to the million to keep a million yes yeah he wouldn't do it wouldn't do it so within a year or two it catches up with them this lifestyle just a jerk off you know and then he gets arrested and then of course they go in front he's got hundreds no sorry thousands and thousands of victims so what he thought was okay it's a few million dollars i'll do a couple years ended up being ridiculous it was like six to eight years or something because he had so many victims yeah because you do you remember that the federal uh sentencing guidelines like if i have zero to ten yeah they changed it they changed it now but when i got sentenced yeah zero to what i'm saying is was it no it's five it was five wasn't it no it was more than 10 right no it it goes up in increments well yeah yeah, 10 and 50 right and And, then 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 it goes up again it goes up like 150 250 and over 500 something like that like it keeps going oh wow when i got sentenced it was more than 10 then it was um, it more than up, 50. I think it was up to 250, up to 250 or oh, more. Wow. They changed it. They changed it for real. I got slammed. Well, so what happened with him was like, let me, let me, let me put it this way. Let's say I stole a million dollars from two people. Like I stole a million from you and a million from you. I don't get an enhancement for that. Like I don't get it. I don't get an enhancement for the victims. Cause, but if I stole, you know, $20 from 50 people. I get this massive enhancement. It's like, wait a second. I stole next to nothing from these people. 20 bucks a pop. That's nothing. That's not going to change their life. Right. These guys wiped someone out. And they're like, I know, but they, they have more victims. It's $20. <laughs> like even if it, and it's less money. Yeah, it's but, less but, money. And yeah, but you have more victims. Yeah, but that's not like their, their logic is skewed. But that makes sense to me. If if because chances are the twenty bucks are from poor people, and you wipe out rich people. So I if don't it was nine hundred thousand dollars from an old retired woman. 
Yeah, you're right. So then, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, that's what it doesn't the, balance. They were trying to change that. There was like an amendment that that um, I forget Fam had put up or somebody. They were trying to. You know, they never do change them. But they were like, when I was, you know, we were getting these letters like, hey, we're putting this is going up. They're going to change this and this and this. And like none of it passed. The, the problem with the feds is it's none of it's retroactive. Yeah. Even if it which, does, it'd be new people. Which which you want to kind of say, you know, like, OK, so I already stole that money. You know, you don't make anything retroactive. Why? Why should I have to pay those freaking people that already already? stole? so you're like, oh, well, this is wrong. We'll change it. But we're not going to let the people who got right. screwed by it, we're not right. going to unscrew right. them. So I got caught with a pound of marijuana today, and I got a year. Right. This guy got caught with two pounds on Tuesday, and he gets nothing. Right. Because now it's not illegal. Yeah, but when you did it, it was illegal. Yes, but it's now not. Right. I get it. <laughs> Can we let me? Can we make that retroactive and let me out? No, absolutely not. No, you're a criminal. <laughs> he didn't get it from a pharmacy either. I know, yeah, but it's, 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 he got it from the same guy I got it from. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, they never made any of those um, victim changes retroactive. But like um, for me, the the Ponzi scheme, I agree. I think it's someone losing control of a, a specific situation. Like all the all the infamous, all the famous ones that I know about. Yeah. It's just kind of like you get off the handle. Do you remember, and I'm going to say this completely wrong, but it's not even going to be probably valid. I probably shouldn't even try it. But there was um, one guy that was offering a, a, a pill with, that was supposed to make your penis larger. Of course. Of course I do. And he goes, hi, meet, yeah, meet of course. Dick. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he that. It was yes. so, yeah, you know, he got, yeah, he got busted. Yes. Because, like, I'm going, what kind of, like, when I saw that, like, I immediately, now I'm in jail. I immediately ran to the law library to look that up because I'm like, what Ponzi scheme could no. he have pulled off? Was it a Ponzi scheme? Yes, it was. No. Because, oh, it was dishonest. It was a Ponzi scheme. No, it wasn't. It was because just, you couldn't cancel it. Right. It was just dishonest. That's not a Ponzi scheme. A pon you know what a Ponzi scheme is? It's, it's Ponzi scheme is when you're, you're giving me money. Where you're taking from new victims to pay old victims off, and it eventually really? collapse. Yeah, are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. You're oh, killing me. I'm sorry. A Ponzi scheme is where you give me a hundred thousand dollars, and I say you're making twenty percent a year, and you go okay, but really I just spent your money on a Lamborghini, you know, and a, and a new house for me. And then when you say, hey Matt, I need to get a hundred thousand of that back, I say, oh okay, Connor. Give me a hundred thousand, I'll make you twenty percent a year. And you go, okay, you give it to me, and I give you the hundred thousand, the hundred thousand, so or twenty off. or twenty thousand dollars, whatever your proceeds are. I'm taking from. So anytime you pull it out, pull out, I'm giving you money that I'm taking from Mary Shelley, from Connor, from Jess, from. So other people are paying in, and I'm anybody who says, yeah, "Hey not, man, I'm not using it for what you're supposed to use it for." Right, right. So anytime somebody says, you say, hey, I give you $100,000 and it's been five years, it's now worth 300000 I say, oh, I got it. Here's your 300000 but I just took their money to pay you. And when he asks for his money, I'm taking from Bob and Jim and Bill oh, wow. to pay him. And so what happens is it's okay. It functions okay if more people pay in all the time. That's what Social Security is. Social Security <laughs> is people. It's, it's a legal Ponzi scheme. Yes. Because they're pulling that. from everybody's check. To pay out people that had paid in originally. Yes. So insolvent. But at some but point. The meet Dick and, and Jane. Yes, that well, guy. Yeah, what was it? So so what you you know what I know this whole scam. Well you know run what it, it was? down. 
The scam, you had that. Oh, go ahead. You, you tell okay, it. Okay. So here's what he was saying. What they were saying was, well, it's a money back guarantee. Like you pay for it. If it doesn't work, we'll give you your money back. And it didn't work. No, no. Well, of course it doesn't work. <laughs> but his whole thing was when people said, I want my, man, I, I paid 500 bucks. I want my $500 back. It's been six months. I've been taking this pill. I'm out of pills and nothing ever happened. My, my Johnson did not get bigger, which you promised. Right. And he said, okay, well, all we need is a letter from your doctor showing that prior to you taking the pills, you were this size and now you're, you're, you're still the same size and that the pills did not help you. So just get us a letter from your doctor. If you can prove it, we'll give you the money back. Who the hell? Like I didn't, if you read the fine print, we have to have proof or that sort. So, well, I'm sorry, but I didn't go to my doctor and get him to measure my junk before and after. So they're right. like, well, I'm sorry. Then how do we know it didn't work? Look how small my junk yes, is. Exactly. Like, so you imagine yeah. people are taking Here, pictures. Here's your money back. Look at this. Some people are like, does well, this, here's your money back. There's does no this way. look like my wife is smiling the way that <laughs> chick on the commercial? Right. Right. Um, yeah. So as a result of that, they ended up. So it, it was it was unfair, you know, business practices. It was it was false advertising. It was. We, we got to look that up because how would that be even a federal case? Just uh, because he's doing it across state lines. He's doing oh, it all yeah. over. And, you know, still in from thousands and thousands of, you know, little penis men. <laughs> Which, which need is, to be protected. Which is embarrassing itself. You know, I mean, I'm seeing it all lined up in court. Yeah, I still got nothing. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> I wish, what is that? that I, what is the name? What was the name of the, of the, the scam, right? So My phone's been going off. Um, scam involving making your penis big with a pill. Find smiling Bob loses his fortune and his freedom. And news host John London has more on the male enhancement pill scam in this story. It's new tonight at 530. Hi, John. Hi, Cherie. He was blinded by his own arrogance and greed. That is the bottom line tonight from a federal judge who hit Steve Warshak with a 25-year prison sentence and a $500 million dollar fine. Is he still in? Smiling Bob him? bumped no, up against the, the face of federal justice today in a case about greed. That's how Judge Arthur Spiegel puts it. He's giving Steve Warshak 30 days to get his affairs in order before heading for 20 plus years of federal prison. This was the perfect storm of consumer fraud. You had a group of consumers in. that wouldn't want to come forward and say that they'd been ripped off. Warshak started Berkeley Nutraceuticals, which was rated on suspicion of massive fraud. Federal it? investigators say consumers Steve. were ripped off. A hundred million dollars worth of ripping by way of those Enzyme ads that promised greater sexual satisfaction. According to the court, it delivered deception instead. Judge Spiegel telling Warshak he preyed on the sexual inadequacies and vulnerabilities of consumers so as to keep massive amounts of money generated by fraud. Attorney Jim O'Reilly is using this case as Exhibit A for his new book, Corporate Criminal Sentencing. As we spoke, the viability of the entire company rested on the size of the federal fine upstairs. Managements all the time are making decisions that are bet the company decisions. He happened to bet on consumer fraud. He didn't get away with it. Warshak's 75-year-old mother got a two-year sentence. Other defendants face the music tomorrow. And late today, the Berkeley Corporation was fined $15 million. Those running it have three months to pay it, it is not known tonight if they'll sell or even if they'll be able to continue to this operate. This is saying no results. Newsroom, John London, News Five. Do, um, 
I'll tell you when I get home. $100 million fraud. And he did nine years? Nine years. Could you get somebody to do, do it for, could you get somebody to do the time for? Mine was, uh, my fraud was $100,000. I know. <laughs> and I got 16 and a half. And, and my judge feels like that just simply wasn't enough. He, he but it that, wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't enough. <laughs> and on top of that, you had an extensive criminal history. Yes. My, my lawyer. <laughs> Did you see that look? My yes. lawyer called me a, cons, a consummate, consummate criminal. Consummate. I had to look that up. Consummate criminal. Yes. When I read that in the transcript, I'm like, what the heck does that consummate mean? Did you go, yeah, stop. stop. It, it means perfect. Nice. <laughs> I, I like it. I'll never like forget it. that. I'm reading in the transit. Mr. Allen is a consummate criminal. Did you say, said, Your Honor, minute, if I was consummate, would we even be having this talk? <laughs> if I was a perfect criminal, we wouldn't even know each other. <sighs> Certainly wouldn't have been in front of you all these times. Oh. <laughs> over and over. Like at this point, what's his first name? My yeah, who, my judge? Yeah, um, James. Like at this point, you basically walk in and go, Jimmy, <laughs> what's going on? What have you been up to? You know what I've been up to. <laughs> no, that's why we're here. Can't stand that. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. So, oh my God. do you have any other uh, schemes that you admire besides the uh, little dick and guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a rapper named Little Dicky. Really? Yes. There's a rapper, or there's a there's a guy named. He's got a TV show now, doesn't he? Does he really? Yeah. There's a a black Zach. Um, guy too. Uh, black Zach. You ever have you ever punch in your thing? Like this is this is the first thing that comes up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then this comes up. Then you come up. But the first guy is way better. <laughs> Mix YouTube black. Have you listened to the song? No. Why? What is it? Is he's it one? Gen- is it one song? I mean, he's got eighteen yeah. views. Have you listened to it? Yes. It's horrible. No. <laughs> it's Xanadu quality. <laughs> You've already got more more uh, uh, views than him. Yes. Subs- yeah. I want to copy him. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, Check out the oh, other black bad. Zach, everybody. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it's look horrible. At, I told you that. Look at the booty on that chick. <laughs> look. You see, yeah. He's got the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I can't dance. Oh. It, 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 look. <laughs> look, at, look at him. Look at him. Come on, put this up. <laughs> Get get him some views. Get him some subscribers. We the need him some subscribers. Other yeah. Black Zach. Hold, hold on, Connor. <laughs> it's actually not bad. Why do you think that's bad? Are you serious? Play that thing. I don't think it's bad at all. Not at all. <laughs> It's as good as any of the rap music I've heard. <laughs> he's got a whole. He's, he loves it too. He loves what he's doing. Here it comes, it, dude. It's but, horrible. I'm, I'm like, what is this? No way. I hope this doesn't get copywritten. Oh yeah, he takes it. 
How, how many songs? He only has one song, or does he have multiple songs? No, he's got a look. He's look. So he, what? Well, he's got. Oh no! Oh, he's got. Look at. Tell him to check out my channel. <laughs> we should. You should come back to Matt. Like, thank you very much for subscribing. That's how you should close it out. The other Black Zach. Speaking. Speaking of illegal. Speaking of schemes. <laughs> What about the other black Zach, the, the guys whose name I stole? What about, listen, <laughs> I, I knew a guy in Coleman that was a concert promoter that promoted several concerts. Right. And then, and people paid whatever, a couple hundred bucks, like, I mean, radio stations, everything. And he was promoting concerts for people that weren't like, these are artists that are like, well, when am I going to be in Michigan? What's going on? Like he take them and they put the money, they send in their money and then they would the promoter would take the money and then they would come out and say hey it's been postponed postponed like on the tickets it says like hey if there's you know weather and this and that or postponements you you'll under you understand and he kept he would postpone it like 60 days then another 90 then another 30 then 60 and then they just drop away they just fade out just and he kept your money right kept your money by that way your money's way gone um yeah so he uh but he did a whole thing. It eventually caught up with it. He was in Coleman with us. And when I got out, he listened to this. I always forget about this. This is hilarious. So when I first got to that, this is a whole sidebar thing. So when I first got to the halfway house, do you remember how, how, which halfway house did you go to? The one Tampa, on the same yeah. one you did. Okay. So you know, they were strict. Right, like they were like like they're checking you. You come in, you and then they do Not the thoroughly, but yeah, rule wise, yes, rule wise, yes. What I'm saying is, when when so for instance, people couldn't just show up and like for instance, and they they told you give you get the little speech when you got there. Yes, like if you have don't friends come over, they have to be you have to tell them they have to sign in, they have to this like don't have somebody come meet you in the parking lot. Right, like that's an issue. Like if they saw you. They'd violate you. Like, hey, some guy just came by. They'd search you. Like, what's going on? You stood out there and talked to that guy for 20 minutes. And, you know, that sort of thing. You know, hey, that that's a illegal this, whatever. Stand there. We're calling. Like, they, they, they'd violate you. You'd go spend 30 days in the county jail. So, they, to me, they were strict. Like, they had made you clean all the time. If you didn't have a job, you're cleaning all the time. Like, it, they made you want to get out of that halfway house as yes, quick as possible. Yes. So, and I was there for seven months. You know, you were there. But you you were, had a job. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you you were on home. You got an ankle monitor right away. You yes, were out right 30 away. Thirty days, thirty days. Yeah, thirty days. I was there seven months. So were you I, in there whole, whole seven the months? whole seven months? You never got home confinement. You didn't have a where? Home. I didn't have a home. Oh I can't stay god. with my mom. You know? Oh my god! Seven months. Yeah. You and Jess, right? No, Jess got out within sixty ninety days. She was out. Oh okay. But she had her dad's. Oh, okay. Um, and the only reason that took so long was like he had to get like a, a landline. Like he didn't have a landline. There's he's in Miami. He's got a cell phone. Who the hell has a landline? Right. Um, so anyway, the point is, is that when I got there, I had been there two weeks. I get there. I'm keeping my head down. I'm just doing what I have to do. I get there, and um, probably within a week. Guys are walking around. One day, all of a sudden, within like a day or so, I noticed guys are walking around looking at me, looking at me. And then one day, I walk by a guy sitting on the couches. Remember the couches in the middle, in the yes. day room? Guys watching. He's watching my, this is when my American Greed was on Hulu. He's watching it on Hulu as I walk by. And I hear 
the whole th- and I'm like I look over and he's sitting there watching and I look he looks up and he goes he just smiles and <laughs> he was watching I was like you know I was like oh man so I then I walk and a counselor not my counselor is actually he was Jess's counselor this black guy he walks by and looks at me he goes Cox said saw you on TV last night and I went on on what and he goes he said on American Greed I was like, oh man, he was like, yeah, yeah, you need to hold your head low. Like he was like, give me a laugh. He was laughing about it. Like they were, but I said, who, who else has seen it? And he goes, oh, we've all seen it by now. We've all, everybody, like all the staff member had seen it. So that had just happened. And now the inmates are starting to watch it. Right. And I'm not saying anything. I'm just trying to go to work and back. Right. Like I don't just start my job. So then one day I'm sitting there on the, Sitting outside on the, uh, or not outside, I'm sorry. I'm sitting on one of the couches in the day room, playing on my phone or tr- even trying to figure it out. And a guy comes up to me, this guy I was in Coleman with goes up. He goes, hey, Cox, uh, you got to come outside real quick. There's a guy outside wants to talk to you. And I went, what? He goes, there's a guy outside wants to talk to you. And I went, who? Tell him to come in. He goes, no, he's in a car. He needs to come, he needs to talk to you. And he goes, you need to come outside. And I went, all right, all right. So I get up. I was like, the fuck's going on? I don't know anybody. Nobody, the only people that know I'm even here is like Treon and I'm working for him. Like who stops? And nobody's stopping by the halfway. Who knows where the halfway house is? Right. I walk outside. Remember how everybody used to stand outside and smoke? Yes. There's like 20. Around the tree. Yeah, exactly. There's 20 guys standing outside smoking like this, staring. The guy that I told you about, the concert promoter, is in a white Lamborghini with the the top off his girlfriend is driving the car blonde blue eyed I walk out and I I see him and I walk over and he goes he goes Matt Cox he's come here come here I walk over and I go hey what's going on I barely I kind of recognized him he'd sat through my my real estate class a couple times we'd had lunch a few times like I don't really remember him that much but he remembered me he said, hey, man, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I was in your real estate class. Do you remember me? And I was like, yeah, man, what's going on? Like, I kind of remembered him. I was like, yeah, that was that was like a long time. He goes, yeah it, was, yeah, it was a few years ago. I told you I'd look you up. He goes, I looked in the, looked you up every once in a while. I would look, go on BOP, and I saw that you were going to be in the halfway house. He said, I knew it said Orlando. You were going to be in Orlando. He says, oh, I checked, and sure enough, you were here. I told my girl we had to go by. He said, man, do you need anything? I said, no, man. I said, I can't. I, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you, bro. I said, like, they got videos. Like, you're going to get me violated. He goes, well, how, how can I get you talk to you? And I said, man, I said, I work at a gym. And I told him the name of the gym and this. And I'm sitting there talking to a guy in a Lamborghini in the halfway house parking lot with all these guys smoking cigarettes. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I go, Brad, honestly, I can't. I said, I work at a gym. It's called, you know, Cultus 24, uh, 24-7 Fitness. So look it up, 24-7 Fitness. I'll be there tomorrow. And I turn around, he's, all right, I got you, I got you. And I walked off. Called me like two days later, two, three days later, he called the gym, talked to me, got my phone number, came by the gym. We talked for a while, pulls up in his Lamborghini. Yeah. I was just like, like, this is not, this is my life. I, like, you know what I mean? This is insane. You know, I've met a, mo- since, since I went to prison, like I've met four or five guys that have Lamborghinis. Yeah. You know? I've met two. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Like I didn't know these people before. Where were these people before? And, and you when were, I had money, you were in a low. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm in a pen and a medium. 
Yeah, there shouldn't have been no guys with Lamborghini and pins and medium. That's insane. No, Those of, are none, it's violent it's guys. None it's none of them. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of them you introduced me to, which was uh, the guy you sent me to Miami for, the one with the um, liquid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled up in his Lamborghini. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> and uh, the other one is um, who does my um, daughter's hair. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Now, these are all like prison guys. With Lamborghinis, yeah. Um, well, no, no, not all of them. Well, you know, prison, prison is the great equalizer. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, because um, you Conrad Black was at at Coleman Low. Yeah, and he's a multi billionaire. Yeah. Oh, I've met. There've been a few billionaires. Listen, I've I've met like three guys. I want to say some. I think I feel like it's three guys. I know for sure it's no, it is. I think it's three guys that worked at that worked at NASA. Three guys that worked at NASA that I met that worked at NASA that were all in there. All of them, pictures. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I don't know what if there's a correlation there, but the fact that you meet one person in real world that worked at NASA is odd. Like, how, does, how often does that happen? Even if you lived in Florida, that's right. odd. To meet three? <laughs> Listen, the the the... The military dorm, my buddy Pete said the military dorm, out of the entire military dorm, there's like 30, 32 to 35 guys that don't have charges for pictures. Out of 150 guys, there's, what, close to 120 that are there for pictures. I just saw that. I just saw that in the paper the other day about a... uh a raid and and um, with the pictures. What, didn't I show you when I got the the message where it comes through like, "Hi, my name is such and such. I want to talk with you." No, I get that all the time. I get where yeah. it's just a, a random text. It's like, "Hey, hey, John," or "Yeah, hey, Sally," and you're like, "This isn't Sally." Oh, what's your name? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it! I don't know what you're doing. I don't have time for this foolishness. I, I wouldn't even. I don't even respond to those. I'm talking. I get a text message or or a messenger request. I told you about that one time and like, hi, I'm 16 and I'm blah. And I'm like, oh whoa, my god, whoa. <laughs> right? No, I don't get that far. Like, I have gotten. Well, no, because I'm like, oh, she's pretty. Let me. Yeah. Just, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Smash the stamp, jump, start jumping on it. Yeah. I just got a random text just now. Probably. <laughs> Coupled with the picture. Hi, my name is John. No, um, it's it, to me all that. That's in in entrapment. That like yeah. Oh, we, well, we got to put those out. The, the get the hell out of here, man. I, I read somebody. I read a case where that happened to somebody. I'm trying to remember what was the circumstance behind I, that. I, I remember a case that there was a first time that like the guy because supposedly in the federal system entrapment is not a defense like they don't want they don't allow you to say i was entrapped i was entrapped simply because that's what they're doing because that's what they're doing like i hate it when you use what they're doing against them <laughs> um so so this is a guy that owned a piece of land that was right next to a piece of um fe- a federal park right like a national park and the park wanted to buy his land and he for 20 years or something, he refused to sell it. And suddenly, some new park administrators had come on board, and they were talking about expanding the park, and they were like, well, this is the park that we want. And they were trying to like say, we're going to take it, and he was saying, it, you don't have to have it. Like, it, you can't use eminent domain to take my property. It doesn't benefit the public enough that you need it. You've already got 
400,000 acres of, you know, of land. Like, it's just stupid. And he wouldn't sell it. And so suddenly he started getting these these emails from a, for a website for pictures. And he, he you know, um, he deleted it. And then it came again two days later, deleted it. Then another one came and deleted it. Then another one came. And every day, we're talking about every day, four or five a day of these emails saying to visit the website. Very specific, saying what it was. This went on for 90 days. This guy, this guy, like it was something like close to a thousand times deleted it. Finally, one day he clicked on it. He said, I, he said, I, I, was, I didn't know how to make it stop. I'd hit the note, stop to unsubscribe. I this, and they showed, they proved it. He'd done all this. One day he finally clicked on it. He clicked on it. And it's, it's something basically he said, I flipped through some pictures, to, you know, he said very quickly, maybe five or 10 pictures. He said, got off the website, clicked the unsubscribe and deleted it thinking maybe that will work. Like it was kind of, it was something along those lines. Right. He's trying to finalize it, like get rid of this. There, there was like a 60 minutes about this. The only reason I know it, it was like a 60 six, minutes, 60 minutes or 20, 21 of those. And so, and, and I could be botching the story slightly. But what ended up happening was he gets arrested like three days later. They indict him and, and come and arrest him. And during the negotiations, they're telling him like, hey, look, like you to plead guilty. Um, you know, like they're trying to get his property. They're trying to use seizure to take his property. He's saying, what are you talking about? Like seize what? What do you, my, that has nothing to do with this. And I don't even know, know what happened here. Like I was trying to get rid of these things. So he goes to trial. Even those lawyers saying you're done, you're done. People have no, they're not going to look past the fact that you clicked on the, on it. He goes to trial and he wins, which was insane because he did click on it and he did look at the images and that's all the law says, but right. it was enough that his lawyer had put together enough of a defense to say it's outrageous how many times they, they hammered him and bombarded him with this. And so he was able to win an entrapment style claim. Right. And he ended up winning, but it was a, it was the, and they showed also that they were, that the FBI was targeting him very specifically. Like, yeah, they were, they were trying to get him hemmed up so that they could get a hold of his land somehow, get some leverage. Now they were never able to get a specific person or anything, but it was pretty clear and that he ended up winning it. Good. Right. But you know, like you said, like, but. Surprised he didn't end up going to prison anyway. Right. But that almost never happens. So I'm saying like the idea that he could win that defense. It almost never happened. Never. So it, that's a, a, a an example that I, I tell you. Another time, a guy was buying a guy. Got, uh, I knew a guy that, and this was pretty well documented too. This is like totally off the subject. Um, but anybody watching this that's watching this far would probably be interested. Um, <laughs> the point is, is that this guy had he was buying credit card information, and the right. guy said, "Hey, what about getting some pictures?" I think we all know what kind of pictures we're talking about. And the guy said, hey, man, I sell I sell pictures. I sell videos. I have pictures of this. And he was like, oh, bro, I'm not interested in that. I'm trying to get, you know, you advertised on this website that you had credit card right. information. Like that's who he thought he was contacting. Right. And it somehow or another, he it wasn't that. Like they, they were like, well, we don't have that. He ended up getting an FBI agent that was getting this up doing the, you know, in tra- or grab trying to get people to. Being interested in this other thing, so 
he ends up saying no, 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 no. And finally the guy says, I have bootleg videos of new movies and I have cre- the credit card information you want. So he says, okay. Hit him with a double. Well, so he says, well, the bootleg videos were just like bootleg videos from movies. So he dropped the other thing. And then they sent, he bought it. They sent it to him. He gets it. In the information, they had put J, they had put like JPEGs of photographs of young people. They indict him, arrest him. They come and arrest him, grab his computer. He's got the images on there. They showed that he did look at them for a few seconds apiece. But in his mind, he said, did I look at them? Yes. He said, I didn't know what they were because I told him over and over again I wasn't interested in that. He did take a plea, by the way. He ended up taking a plea because he said, I was so, my lawyer was like, you're so screwed. Because the law says, if you simply have possession, you're already guilty. He's, he, they go, and you did have possession, and you did look at the pictures, and you looked at them too long. Like, if you look at them for more than, like, four seconds or something, or six seconds, there's a length of time for you to look at it, realize what you're looking at is wrong, and delete it. He looked at it for longer. And then, and he didn't delete them. They were like, so it's still on your computer. You didn't try and delete them. You're guilty. So he just took a plea. He got, like, I don't know what it was, five years, six years, whatever it was, for just a few yeah, look, see, see, like, and people say, like, well, what do you guys? You get so freaked out if somebody's trying to send you a message, or <laughs> hell, you talk to Bozak. Bozak's like, he's like anybody that tries to contact me that I think is even remotely too young. I delete. It's like boom, no, oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It, 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 they sneak up on you. I, I have a um, a buddy, my old celly, that uh, on his Facebook page, he, he sent me a couple of them. I'm like, what? What is this? Oh, this is my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, don't send me any more. <laughs> yeah, anybody that looks yes. even remotely. Yes. And what's so funny, too, is like you could be 25 years old and, and send me a picture. 25-year-olds, to me, look like they're 12. <laughs> you know, like every, the older you get, the younger everybody else looks. So if some girl said, oh, I'm 25, I'd be like, I just chick looks like she's 12 years old. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I could imagine me because I hear these horror stories, horror stories. Well, you are like I wasn't around them, too. The ones I was around were um, probably success. They weren't just picture watchers. No, they no, were they're, they're creators. They're, yeah, they were uh, diddlers. Too. We had the we had the hands, diddlers on the roof. Yeah, hands on and hands off. Yeah. <laughs> you know that dude you were talking to? Yeah. You know, he's hands on, right? Oh man, are you serious? No, nah, no, no hands on would be there at all. Oh, at your place. At your place. No, at the low. At the low. Yeah, they were there. The hands on. Yeah, yeah. These are guys like put, brought somebody across state lines. I, I, t- I told you. Didn't I ever tell but you? But it couldn't have been a, a full rape. No, this is a, a low. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know about the full. This is somebody who made the attempt or was actually showed up someplace. Right. Uh, the ones that I saw were absolutely hands on. Oh yeah. Oh well. Well, listen. There was a guy in Germany who flew from Germany to the United States thinking he was meeting like a 14 year old boy or something flew all the way there. And it's legal in Germany, by the way, like the age of consent was like 14. The boy was 14. He flies all the way over here, gets arrested and says, Hey, I haven't done anything wrong. I was in my country. They said, you flew to the United States. He then goes to the German uh, consulate and tries to get help. They wouldn't lift a finger for him. He's like, well, it's not illegal. 
in Germany. Like I and I didn't do it. And the other thing is in Germany, like you didn't do anything. To him, it's like I just showed up. I didn't do it. In Germany, you would have have to have done something. They were like, nope, twenty five years. America, America. When when America tells them like. Like we're take, we're keeping this one. You're, you're yeah. They're just the consulate's kind of like, oh well, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I, anyway, yeah. I mean, not that he's not a weirdo, but is he a weirdo? I mean, you know, you get to a point where it's like everybody's a weirdo. I, I everybody I met was just like odd. You know, it's like everybody you just meet people. You just, I you know, it, it was it's so. I hate to say that I I would you know started to try and figure out what people's charges were. Like I you know. And they would lie, you know. They always use fraud. They always say, "What are you here for?" Fraud. And you mother, why can't you say something you could pull off? Because you know, very quickly, it's like, "Oh, what kind of fraud?" Um, credit card fraud. You were charged with credit card fraud. Yes, charge was charged with that. They actually said credit card fraud. Yeah, it was credit card fraud. Okay, well, there's no char- federal charge for, for credit, credit card, card fraud. fraud. So it had to be access device fraud. It had to be like, like if you're gonna lie about my field of expertise. <laughs> Do Learn some, something. Some research. That's right. <laughs> like can't, you can't say like you know Fraud. cannabis. I was receiving cat cannabis in the mail. Say that you don't have to know anything. Well, you know, I will give them credit. Like if they're at the low and they're saying fraud, that's actually um, security level appropriate. Because most of the time, drugs are medium and up. Right. So there were some, some guys that well, guys would work their way down from the medium, right, for, to the low. But yeah, I'm here for drugs. They they probably feel like they get called out for drugs too fast. Anyway, yeah. Well, I don't think they. It, it, listen, it doesn't matter. You talk to these guys for for ten minutes, and anyway, after ten minutes, you're just like, no man. I don't I mean. Even if you talk the talk, like I'm sorry, bro. You're, you're I don't believe a, you. You're not a drug addict. You're not get here for here. that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I got all the lingo. That stop it. <laughs> I've been watching them. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, offer you can start you bro i'm it's all i think about <laughs> the ones that you envy is that what that's oh listen i hear scam are we recording yes okay so i hear scams all the time where i see it i read a little article or somebody tells me about their scam or i'll see a, um i'll see something on the news and it's just like oh man like if they just did if they didn't they, the problem with most people is you read this scam and you're like, that's a good scam. Like what went wrong? Like he did it in his own name yes, or he did it in yes. his sister's name or his, one of his buddies, like, what are you doing? And, or, and then it breaks down where you're like, why didn't they just open a bank account in somebody else's name or in a fake person's name or in a, you know, a homeless person or whatever's name and dump the money in there and remove it. And you're like, well, and then I, I always have to remind myself like, bro, not everybody, and this is going to sound arrogant, has your skill set. Like not everybody can figure out how to get a driver's license in somebody else's name or right. an ID or whatever. Not everybody's multifaceted right. where they like they just have a scam and they like a pit bull and lock on it. Right. They they're like, I could probably make uh I could probably make ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars on this, not realizing, okay, you could make twenty grand. Yes. But three months from now you're in front of a judge or you're just getting handcuffed and you're waiting to be in front of a judge. Yeah. And then you do six months or a year and now you're on your probation and then you start looking back on it and you go, Jesus, God almighty <laughs> for 30 grand or 20 grand. I just put a year in jail. I, I just put a year in jail. Right. I lost all my shit. People, people never realize like going to jail. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. I'll go to jail for fucking six months. If I can come back where I left off. Right. The problem is you're coming back. You've lost everything. everything. 
And what's even worse is, is that the people you know are the ones that took it. Yes. Like, like nobody came in and boxed up my shit and stuck it in the storage unit no, or no, even in their it's, garage. It, it's pilfered. You get you get absolutely robbed. Everyone's taking everything. You see so. somebody two years later and you're like, hey, Jimmy, what? Is that my shirt? <laughs> oh, Maybe. Hey, if you like the video, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Share the video. Hit the bell so you get notified. Leave a comment. Uh, and also consider joining my Patreon. I really need it. See ya.